Blog Talk Radio. There are a few hours more than a week before signing day, and all signs are looking good for the Miami Hurricanes in terms of landing a large percentage of their targets for this year's recruiting class. Tonight, as we begin a special recruiting edition of Cane Sport Live, we'll take a look at where the Hurricanes stand today and where they might be going before National Signing Day in eight days from now, next Wednesday. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest two to three hours in Hurricane Sports. It's been a few weeks. There's so much to catch up on. And as always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We have 100 open phone lines, so plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. You know the drill. You hit the number one on your keypad, and that lets us know that you're ready to join the show. I'm going to give you a complete rundown on where the Hurricanes stand in recruiting in a few minutes. We're going to give all the Canes fans out there a few moments to get logged on to the show before I go through the entire recruiting class and and give you guys updates. But first, let me focus on the questions and topics that were submitted by the message board posters at canesport.com, who came up with a lot of stuff that's been on their minds the last few weeks. First topic, the offensive line, and a feeling that it doesn't look really great right now in recruiting that maybe it's a C or a C-plus, that the Hurricanes aren't getting the top offensive linemen in the country. Well, I'll go through the whole position in a minute, but here's what I'll tell you on the surface. Navon Donaldson is a very, very good prospect. He's as good, really, with maybe two or three exceptions of all the top offensive linemen in the country that I've seen at all the different camps that we go through, go to throughout the year. Um, he's got a little bit out of shape. He's got to, you know, get, get his body in gear, but that'll, that'll come naturally as he works out on campus. He competes with anger. I mean, he, I'm sorry, he, 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 he wants to be great, and he competes with a very high motor in the sense that, you know, Navon Donaldson has been out there uh, in the public eye and been out there at these camps, and he sees what the competition is like for guys – at his level, at his position. So he knows where the bar is and he wants to be at the upper end of the bar and he's willing to put in the time to do it. Now there's another kid that I'll talk about right now. That's in this offensive line recruiting class, by the name of Corey Gaynor, a a guy that kind of came out of nowhere at a Parkland Douglas high school who really surged onto the scene in his senior year with just the way he, attacks the game and the passion that he brings to every single play and um, started to remind people of a former hurricane from way, way back, a little bit of an undersized guy that ended up playing center by the name of Casey Jones. Now we're not ready to proclaim that Corey Gaynor is going to be the next Casey Jones just yet, but there's a similar, there's a similarity in the mindset at which they get after the game. And, uh, so I think he's underranked. 
because he was late as a, he, because he was a late bloomer and because he played at Parkland Douglas High School. So, you know, I th- I think Corey Gaynor is going to be one to watch. You know, maybe not as a freshman. You know, I, I you know that might be asking a lot. Uh, you know, I think Nick Linder probably will have the edge on Corey Gaynor. Obviously, going into camp, but don't be surprised if Corey Gaynor's sitting there as the backup center as a true freshman and uh, outperforms his two-star ranking that he brings right now. That, uh, like I said, I think should be a three-star. Now, would you like to see the Hurricanes doing a little bit better from here than they are? Maybe, and we'll talk about it. You know, uh, but that's just not reality right now. You know, they're not going to land the five best offensive linemen in America. So whether it's a B offensive line class or a C or something else, that won't be determined for at least 12 months. But, um, you know, I do think the Hurricanes have gotten a couple pieces at the offensive line position. Uh, They've got a couple projects in there as well. Um, Yeah, I would agree that maybe you would have hoped that they could have gotten a couple more elite guys when you consider the opportunity at offensive line, um, but I don't think it's doom and gloom and um, certainly not something that people should be disrespecting at this point in time. Now, you know, maybe we'll see what we think 12 months from now after we've watched those guys for a full year. And like I said, I'll go through the whole position in a few minutes when I talk about the recruiting class. Next question that came in, and I'll cover a few more of these before I go back and do that. Have we seen anything from the young defensive backs throughout the season that makes us think that they could at least be solid players? And what's the depth like at the defensive backfield? Well, we have to answer that honestly. And I have to say, not really. You know, I I think Jaquan Johnson is serviceable at safety. He's a very explosive athlete. But I have concerns about his ability to hold up as an every-down player for an entire season. Um, He's not the biggest kid in the world. And, you know, depending on how other guys develop and how many reps he has to take a game, um, I think that that that's going to be something to watch, you know, if I were to answer that question honestly. Um, I think Malik Young is capable at corner as part of a rotation, as he proved this year. How is he going to hold up if he has to play every single down? Uh, we don't know that yet. So, um, although you know he, he seemed to be playing a lot, I didn't count his reps in the bowl game. But I know by the end of the year he was playing quite a bit and doing pretty well, and he made steady improvement through the season. Um, but another guy that's just not physically that big—you saw how corners. The way there's the, the, the great thing about the Manny Diaz defense is the physicality that they play with, and the way they got those defensive backs playing this year. Um, the down part of it a little bit was how physical those guys are expected to be and can they hold up over 12 games and saw a lot of injuries um, at times this year um, from guys going up and making big hits. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't think they're going to change the way they play and the way they get after it. That's what made them so so good this year and made them one of the nation's most improved defenses. But they're going to need more, more bodies. And you're going to see as we go back and talk about the recruiting class that the defensive back position is getting an incredible 
amount of attention in recruiting this year, as it should. And the Hurricanes seem to be accumulating a lot of athletes there um, that I think are going to factor in very, very quickly. You know, because Sheldrick Redwine, he's passable. I don't know how he would hold up as an every-down corner. Um, There's just not a lot of elite talent there. Michael Jackson, Terrence Henley. Ryan Mays, I, I just I don't see it in any of those guys, to be honest. And then you look at the the young guys at safety, Romeo Finley, Robert Knowles, Cedric Wright, Jeff James. Um, they're all unproven and have absolutely no resumes at all. So if you're sitting here talking about the defensive back position going into 2017, you've got to put a big question mark on it, I think. Um, and the onus is going to be on the guys there to take a step forward in spring practice. And if they don't, I think you're going to see a lot of freshmen get factored in very quickly. You know, Trajan Bandy, for starters, I think you're going to see him in in there. Um, And you'll see others. You know, we're going to go through the the DB class here in a second. But every single one of those guys, I think, has a chance to participate as a true freshman and contend for playing time. Moving on. Now that Mario Cristobal is gone as an assistant coach at Alabama, and for those that missed it, he left Alabama to go all the way to the other side of the country, about as far away as you can get from Alabama, and that's Oregon. And he's still recruiting South Florida, by the way, for the Ducks. But the question is, is that going to keep Bama from raiding South Florida? Well, before Cristobal left... He left a little parting gift, and that was um, he delivered Xavier Williams, receiver from Broward County, going to be one of the top recruits this next year. Left him for Alabama, and he has committed to Alabama here in the last couple weeks. So there's no question when you look at you know Calvin Ridley and Jerry Judy and Xavier Williams, for starters, um, as South Florida kids – that Mario Cristobal recruited up to Alabama, that, that's had a negative impact on the Miami program. There's no question about it. Now, is he going to be able to recruit South Florida like that for Oregon? I don't think so. Um, he, he, yes, he's one of the nation's best recruiters, but you're asking South Florida kids to go to school in Oregon where nobody that they know is ever going to be able to come see them play? Um, I think that's a tough order. And I think it was a very positive development for the University of Miami when Mario Cristobal took that job at Oregon. Why did he take it? For the opportunity to be a coordinator and make that next step in his coaching career back to being a head coach. I think he was finding that just being a staffer at Alabama wasn't going to get it done because the head man there gets all the credit. Anyway, look how long it took Kirby Smart as the defensive coordinator to get a head coaching job. Next question, any idea when the spring game is going to be? I believe right now that April 22nd is the target, but they're still playing with spring practice schedules, and I'm not sure that that's etched in stone. All right, I'll get back to more questions later in the show. Now I'm going to circle back before we get to your calls to the information that I know everybody is waiting for, and I'm going to go through the recruiting... Uh, board right now and give you an update on where we see recruiting eight days before signing day. All right, let me start at the quarterback position. 
because it's the easiest. Um, you know that they have two quarterbacks committed who are rock solid. Nikozi Perry, um, a kid out of Ocala Vanguard High School that I personally think is going to be a superstar at Miami. I don't know how quickly it'll happen. I don't know if it'll happen in time for his true freshman season. But I'm very high on Nikozi Perry. People ask me why. I've watched a lot of tape. He just shows me a lot of poise, a lot of intangibles. He can make all the throws. He, he, he can move, move with his feet and make something out of nothing. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of Jameis Winston, to be honest. Uh, I know that's saying a lot there. But it, um, I really believe that Nikozi Perry is going to be a superstar at Miami. We'll see how that plays out over the next few years. Now, I got a lot of people telling me, Gary, not so fast, man. Don't sleep on this Cade Weldon kid out of Tampa Jefferson. Um, Cade Weldon obviously had a dad who was a quarterback in college. Uh, He's he's been well-schooled. He's very smart. He also moves around pretty good, has a nice sense of the pocket. And he's going to be a factor, I think, as soon as next year because he's already in school. He's enrolled. And he's going to participate in spring practice this year alongside Jack Allison and Malik Rozier and Evan Sheref. And he's going to get some reps. And, you know, Mark Rick knows the kid. He knows his dad. So he's certainly not going to be disrespected in the battle. And he's going to get his fair shot to factor himself in in the Derby to start as soon as next year. Um, Nikozi Perry is going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage coming in in the fall. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cade Weldon seized on that advantage and was able to hold off Nikozi Perry for a while. But I personally, my opinion is Nikozi Perry for star at Miami, you know, if not year one, by year two. All right, let's talk about the running backs now. We've got big things going on at running back. Um, announcement coming on Wednesday, tomorrow, from Anthony McFarland, the ultra-talented running back from Hyattsville, Maryland, DeMatha High School. He's going to be announcing between Miami and Maryland late tomorrow afternoon. We like his chances. We like Miami's chances a lot here. We really do. We have for quite some time. Um, and, and I think Miami does too, because um, one thing we've noticed is they're not recruiting other running backs, at least nobody that anybody knows about, um, other than, of course, Robert Burns, who's already enrolled now and, and is committed. Um, so that tells us that they've been pretty focused on Anthony McFarland. Um, we wouldn't be surprised if Anthony has been a silent commitment to Miami for quite some time. Um, it's looked to us in covering him that he's been pretty locked into the Hurricanes. It's looked to us like the Hurricanes have been pretty locked into him. So, um, you know, all that said, uh, we are expecting Anthony McFarland tomorrow to put on a U-hat and announce that he's going to be a Hurricane. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. And, of course, we'll be reporting it for you at canesport.com. The other running back in the class is Robert Burns from Gulliver High School. Now, this has gotten kind of crazy, quite frankly. He didn't play as a senior in high school. He was supposed to. Somehow he got into the Under Armour game. Not quite sure how that happened. And then he pulled out of the Under Armour game because he had an ankle injury. Um, There are still some lingering questions about his health, but he is enrolled at Miami, checked in a few days ago, um, and he's hopeful, from what we are told, to be ready for spring practice. And as you know, with Gus Edwards and Joe Yearby, Departing, um, 
they need bodies at running back at spring practice. So I'm sure the coaches are counting on Robert Burns to be out there. One of the more exciting positions to follow so far this year in recruiting has been the wide receiver position. Um, let's be honest. I mean, you know, there was all the uh, craziness, you know, that went on with Jerry Judy and was he serious about his visit and, and all that, that uh, made for quite a weekend there as people tried to get themselves to believe that Jerry Judy was going to leave the Alabama camp when there was no chance whatsoever that he was going to leave the Alabama camp. And he's now at Alabama enrolled in school. But Miami has bounced back from that little experience and has been expanding its base a little bit at wide receiver. Um, Now, the one thing I'll say is I'm going to start with DJ Dallas because, you know, he's a kid that could play defensive back or receiver. And I'm expecting them to use him at receiver. One, because they need game-breaking type players there. And, and, and DJ certainly has the potential to develop into that. Um, but the other is you look at the defensive back position as we will in a few moments and you see all the numbers there and it just makes sense for them to put DJ Dallas at receiver and a kick returner. So um, we're expecting him to be at wide receiver. Uh, Evidence Nujoku, the brother of David, um, he's obviously committed and we think he's solid. So he should be in this class. So who else is Miami going to add at receiver? Well, there's four guys that are sitting there right now. And we think Miami has a chance with all four of them. Um, will they get all four? Not necessarily. Do they, you know, more likely are they to get two of the four or three of the four? Yeah. Um, but let's uh, go ahead and review where they are with these guys in, with eight days left till signing day. Mike Harley Jr. from St. Thomas Aquinas. He's a smaller receiver. Miami wasn't sure for a long time whether they were going to recruit him. They're really trying to get bigger at that position. Um, But when Sam Bruce left the program, that opened up an opportunity for Mike Harley Jr. You know, Sam Bruce, you'll remember, was a smallish receiver. And that opened up an opportunity for Mike Harley Jr. And Miami immediately started recruiting him. And, uh, you know, for a while, it really looked like he was going to go to West Virginia. He kept saying, nope. Kept telling his parents, nope, I'm going to West Virginia. His parents want him to be a hurricane. They want him to stay close to home. They want to be able to watch him play every week without having to travel to Morgantown, West Virginia. Can you imagine? I don't know how many of you guys out there have been to Morgantown, but you know we used to go every two years when Miami played in the Big East. And uh, I mean, I don't want to offend any of our Canes fans who are listening who are from West Virginia, but you used to have to fly into Pittsburgh you used to have to drive two hours on the highway to get to Morgantown. And then once you got there, there was absolutely nothing to do there. And then, you know, you go into the game and you got fans throwing garbage cans down at your coaches from the upper deck and all kinds of other extracurricular activities going on in Morgantown. And it really was not the most pleasant place to travel to quite honestly, every couple of years. And, uh, I know we got our Port City Kane fan who's given me a hard ta- time, you know, for some of the comments I made about not wanting to go back to Shreveport after the Duck Commander Bowl a couple years ago. But uh, yeah, I feel the same way about Morgantown. So I can't imagine B- 
being a parent and having my son sit at the dinner table and tell me I'm going to school at Morgantown, and if you want to come watch me play football, you got to travel to Morgantown, West Virginia. And um, but that's what Mike Harley Jr. was doing for a long time, and he wasn't even you know he he just he just was not feeling it. But that all changed last weekend when Mike Harley and his parents they got on that plane. They flew up, I assume, to Pittsburgh. They made that trip over to Morgantown, and they spent a weekend in West Virginia. And God sent them a message in the plane because he made the plane shake and all kinds of crazy stuff that adds to the lore of this story. And by the time Mike Harley Jr. got back from that official visit to West Virginia, he wasn't going to Morgantown anymore. Parents were celebrating. However... Not ready to commit yet. He's going to visit either UCLA or Florida this weekend, supposedly. But we think the Canes are in pretty good shape here. And we will now be surprised if Mike Harley Jr. is not a Hurricane on signing day. Another guy that the Hurricanes started recruiting about the time of the Russell Athletic Bowl in Orlando is Jordan Pouncey, uh, a former Notre Dame committee. Decommitted from Notre Dame, started considering other schools. Miami jumped in there. Looked like he was pretty excited about that. Then he visited Texas last weekend. He's going to visit Tennessee this weekend. And he's declaring, get this, that everybody recruiting him is just going to have to wait and hold a spot for him because he's still weighing his options. Now, you know, Mark Rick's a nice guy. Um, I don't know how he feels about this. I don't know how many receivers he's planning on taking. But if you pencil in DJ Dallas with Njoku and you get Harley, now that's three. And there's a kid from East St. Louis by the name of Jeff Thomas who's visiting Oregon this weekend but who had an unbelievable visit to Miami this past weekend. Um, And we think the Canes are in great shape there, so that would be four. And Devonta Smith, who's one of the top receivers in the country, is visiting Miami this weekend. And that's between the Hurricanes, Bama, and LSU. And Miami gets the final shot, and he's bringing his whole family down with him. So we've got to believe they have a chance to get Devonta Smith, not making any bets or anything, but you know, they've got a fighting chance there. So if I were Jordan Pouncey and I wanted to go to Miami, I'm not sure I'd be like flaunting the fact that Miami has to hold a spot for you. You know, you better grab it if you want it, because you don't know if all these other guys commit, you don't know if it's going to still be there. Just that would just be my thoughts and maybe some advice that I would give Jordan Pouncey. But uh, we'll see what happens as that goes on. Just told you about Devonta Smith. He's from um, Meet Louisiana High School. Been very quiet for a few months. Hasn't talked a lot about his recruitment. He's visiting Miami this weekend. We'll be covering it every step of the way at canesport.com. This is a big one now. This is a big-time kid, and you're going head-to-head with Bama and LSU. And you know what? Everyone talks about Miami on the national recruiting scene. This is a chance right here, and, and a fighting chance for the Hurricanes to show that they are turning the corner under Mark Rick and that they could go head-to-head with the big boys for a recruit like Devonta Smith and that they can win. So we're watching this one really closely because, you know, one day there's going to be that sign that there's a, that, that, that the turn is taking place. You got to have confidence that that's going to happen. You know, Miami's 
doing, you know, the coaches are doing a really good job. They, they, they coached up the kids this year. Everybody on the roster seemed to improve. They finished the year strong, five straight victories. Um, even though they've taken some tough shots here with Brad Kaya leaving and Joe Yearby leaving and Gus Edwards leaving, uh, let's not kid ourselves. That's impacting the depth of this football team. But you have to like what you saw during the season in the way the team improved, the way there was a lot of individual improvement, the way players seem to be being developed. There's a lot of very good players in this recruiting class. It's starting to look like it might blossom into a top 10 class. And, um, you know, watching this Devonta Smith recruitment, I'm telling you, is, is, is a significant thing here for you to watch in the last week. Because if Miami can go head-to-head and beat Bama and LSU for this kid, um, it's game on going into 2018 recruiting. I'll tell you that. And it will give the staff an uplifted feeling and a huge boost of confidence as they go out and start chasing the top kids in the next recruiting class. And as you know, they already have a pretty good head start on that. Tight ends. You've got Brian Palendi. From Denton, Texas, um, he's enrolled and in school. We really like him as a receiving tight end. Um, right now, it doesn't look like Miami's recruiting any other tight ends. Um, we don't have any others on the board. Um, but the one thing um, that that's the one position that I would watch, you know, maybe for a late a late guy to pop into. Um, just because they've only got one guy out there, and if they have scholar, a couple scholarships at the end, uh, you might see them you know, make a move somewhere with a kid that they've kind of been slow playing or uh, been going back and forth on. And uh, we would not be surprised at all if something developed there, but nothing on the radar at the moment. All right, now let's talk about that offensive line position that I touched on a few minutes ago. Obviously, you heard me speak about Navon Donaldson. Yes, he's spectacular, Um, a very high-quality prospect. Um, He's enrolled in school. So is Zach Dykstra from Spirit Lake, Iowa, um, also um, solid and enrolled in school. Um, Now, Miami, I talked about Corey Gaynor, who's, I think, a solid commit from Parkland Douglas High and how I feel he's underrated. Um, Everyone's got him as a two-star. He was, you know, nobody watches Parkland Douglas High School, quite honestly. Uh, Don't believe Corey Gaynor was at many of the camps or, you know, things like that. Probably wasn't invited. Um, so he hasn't really had a chance to really show himself off to the people that do ratings and, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. But he was a guy that I started hearing about early in the season from a lot of people out there in different um, areas of involvement in recruiting and football and evaluating. And, I, you know, I wasn't surprised when Miami stepped up towards the end of the year and, and, and offered him a scholarship because that was the kind of reviews that I was hearing on Corey Gaynor. And uh, like I said, I think he's going to be a very good center at Miami. Uh, Zelante Hillary from Brunswick, Georgia. Um, he's committed. Uh, we think he's, we think he's solid, um, you know, still fishing around, taking some visits, but we, we think he's solid to Miami. Um, but without question, one to watch when kids are still taking visits this late in the game, uh, you can't take anything for granted. Um, so don't take an eye off of Zelante Hillary, and we certainly won't here in the last eight days, um, but no indications that he's anything but solid. So who's left? There's Tariq Bateman from Gadsden City, Alabama. Um, he's visiting Miami this weekend. 
Uh, right now he has Louisville in front. Miami could probably overcome that with a good visit this weekend. But the one thing that's really strange about his recruitment is that Mark Richt has not taken a home visit to Tariq Bakeman. And um, we don't know why, obviously. You know, it's not something that Mark Rick can talk about. Um, but we wonder, you know, there, there was some chatter about his grades and whether he would qualify or not. So these are all things that we're going to have to watch if, if Bateman says he's suddenly going to Miami after his visit this weekend. Um, but it was a little bit weird that Mark Rick did not take a home visit there. All right, and then everyone obviously is, has been paying a lot of attention to Kylie on Herbert from Plantation American Heritage. Uh, visited this past weekend, and coming into the visit, us and everybody else that's monitored the situation, I think, expected that he was going to go to Florida, and he's visiting Florida this weekend. It's his final visit, but Herbert had a really good visit to Miami, and uh, right now this is looking like a Miami-Florida battle that's too close to call. And we'll continue to cover it here in the next week for you um, at canesport.com and see where it ends up. Uh, you know, Miami may have made up the ground that it needed to make this past weekend uh, to pull even with Florida. Uh, but Florida gets the advantage of the final visit. The defensive line position. Now, there's a kid... Everyone knows about D.J. Johnson. He's been highly heralded um, from Sacramento, California, defensive end. Um, he's going to be used as a high, probably a hybrid defensive end linebacker, uh, really the perfect type of athlete for Manny Diaz's defense. Um, but there's another kid at defensive end who's already enrolled that I think is another really underrated player in this class. Um, everyone's got him as a three-star. I personally think he's a four-star. Um, I was very impressed by what I saw of him and from watching his tape. And that's Jonathan Garvin from West Palm Beach Oxbridge Academy. So keep an eye on him in spring practice and see how he develops. I don't know that he'll be needed as a true freshman. Miami's pretty, uh, pretty deep and in good shape at defensive end. But I think he's going to be a real good player for Miami as the years go by. And I kind of hope they can redshirt him this year because I don't think they need him this year. And that, to me, he's the kind of kid that you're going to be happy to have around if he can, you know, spend even five years at Miami. Another firm commitment, John Ford from Fort Lauderdale Dillard. Um, he was a defensive end. who's growing into a defensive tackle without question. And I think that's going to be about it defensive line position. I don't, I don't, Miami's kind of cooled onto Daryl Slayton, but, um, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see somebody else pop onto the scene here in the next 24, 48, 72 hours. Uh, you know, I think Miami was planning on taking four at defensive line right now. They have three. So we're going to, we have our eyes open for those developments and, um, Keep an eye on that at canesport.com. All right, linebacker. Bradley Jennings Jr. enrolled, solid, obviously. Wayman Steed from Miami Central enrolled already. The guy to watch here in the last few days is DeAndre Wilder from Miami Carroll City High School. He's going to visit LSU or Oregon this weekend. Um, keep hearing this Oregon name a lot. You know, um, for some reason, Willie Taggart has been able to hit the ground running there and get some kids interested. Um, 
you know, you, not sure why. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't quite understand it. But uh, there have been some some pretty uh, pretty high profile recruits who have been talked into taking Oregon visits. So we'll see what happens there with DeAndre Wilder. Uh, seems like that's pretty far from home. We think he's solid, and um, that Miami firmed that one up even further after a great visit this past weekend. All right, now let's talk about the defensive back position, the place where Miami has all kinds of action and activity going. Um, Trajan Bandy, a guy that was initially committed to Oklahoma, decommitted, picked the Canes, and started joining DJ Dallas and becoming the lead recruiter for the Hurricanes. So I'm telling you, these guys are unbelievable. Trajan Bandy and DJ Dallas have done more recruiting probably than any Miami assistant. <laughs> I mean, I've never – these kids have a passion for it. They've been recruiting kids all over the country, uh, making phone calls every day, keeping the out-of-town kids. Trajan ba- uh, Anthony McFarland told us today that Trajan Bandy talks to them almost every day, keeps them up to speed on what's going on in recruiting, who's joining their class, so forth and so on. But Trajan Bandy isn't going to be a recruiter anymore after signing day. He's going to be a football player. And even though he's a little bit of an undersized corner, this kid brings it. Okay, This kid comes to play, and I think he's going to factor in as a true freshman. I really do. I think you're going to see him out there very, very quickly, very similar, maybe even faster than Malik Young progressed this past season. Another guy to keep an eye on, a guy that I'm sure the coaches are counting on, to play a lot of football next year, is Amari Carter from Palm Beach Gardens High School. He committed to the Canes over Notre Dame. He's rock solid, um, impressive-looking safety. The only concern with Amari Carter is his flat, raw speed. Uh, We'll have to see how fast he shows up in the fall, Uh, probably realistically in the 4.6 range, maybe even 4.7, not sure. I mean, we haven't clocked him, but um, that was the big the only question really about Amari Carter. Otherwise, he's a prototypical safety prospect, and we're pretty sure the Hurricanes are planning on him playing very early in his career as well. Another safety who looks pretty solid to us is Derek Smith out of Jacksonville, Florida. So how about the guys that aren't committed yet? Well, let's talk about Javante Dean, a kid from South Dade who had to go to Blinn College um, I guess out of high school, he didn't have his grades together and stuff. Now, he committed to Alabama. Now, you know he's a good football player if Alabama was recruiting him to the extent that they took a commitment from him. You know, Nick Saban specializes in recruiting defensive backs. Um, he recruited a guy named Eddie Jackson out of Boyd Anderson High School in Fort Lauderdale, right under Miami's nose during the Al Golden tenure. And Eddie Jackson ended up being an elite football player. Miami didn't even really recruit him. So this guy, Saban, you know, you all know how good he is, but evaluating defensive backs is something he really specializes in. And um, so they had Javante Dean committed for quite a long time. But the problem was that they're so good at recruiting defensive backs and Saban's so good at identifying them that he found defensive backs that he thinks are better than Javante Dean and they cut him loose last week. So now Javante Dean, who kept his options open with Miami, with Utah, with Arizona State, all along is a f- so-called free agent. And um, 
we think there's a great chance he becomes a hurricane, but certainly not something that that you know we don't consider it definite. Um, you know, he is still very very seriously considering Arizona State, uh, probably the most, but Utah also in the picture. So we're just gonna have to see what happens. But if we had to make a bet right now, it would be that Javante Dean becomes a hurricane. We'll see what happens. Brian Edwards has been an interesting one to watch out of Miramar High School. Um, kid that initially was going to go to Miami, then opened up his recruitment. Um, he's considering Louisville. He's visiting Florida this weekend. You've got to watch out there. But Miami's done really well the last few weeks recruiting Brian Edwards. Just a great job by Coach Banda in recruiting this kid and hanging in there. And uh, we like Miami's chances there as well. If we had to make a bet, it would be that Miami gets Brian Edwards also. But he is visiting Florida this weekend, so we'll be covering that one real hard as well. A lot to follow in the next eight days at canesport.com. It's going to be very exciting. Another one that a lot of people care a lot about is C.J. Henderson from Miami Columbus. Um, another former Kane commit who says the Canes still have a good shot. And Miami has been really rallying here in the last few weeks and getting him to come visit unofficially and, you know, they continue taking their shots. Um, but it seemed like Florida has been in the driver's seat here uh, for a while. And uh, we've been expecting him to go to Florida. Miami may have made up some ground. Um, we, we were told today by people at Columbus high school that it's pretty even right now. Um, so, you know, right now he's, he's playing up at this national um, camp up in Orlando and isn't really focused on recruiting. He's done with his visits. Um, when he gets back from that at the end of the weekend, um, his coach told us that they're going to try to get him to make a decision and not stretch this thing all the way to signing day. But right now that one looks like it's pretty even between Miami and Florida. Now, the guy waiting in the wings, waiting to see if he gets an offer, which – he probably won't get unless one of the guys I just spoke about decides to go to Florida or commits elsewhere. And that's Tariq Carpenter from Ludwaki, no, Ludosikishi, Georgia, Long County High School. Right now he's a Central Florida commit. He visited Miami. The Hurricanes have not offered yet. So, you know, he understands they're waiting to see what happens with some of these other guys. Um, so right now he says Georgia Tech – Regardless of his commitment to Central Florida, he's made it pretty clear he doesn't plan to honor that. And he tells us that Georgia Tech is his front runner along with UM, but he's going to wait until signing day to see if the Hurricanes offer. He wants to be a Hurricane. Make no mistake about that. So still on the back burner. We're waiting to see what happens. And then the punter, Zach Fiegels, son of Jeff, firm commitment. And um, he'll come in and hope to be the Miami Hurricanes punter of the future. So that's your update on where things stand in recruiting. We've covered the first few questions submitted by the fans at canesport.com. And we'll get to more of those as the show continues onward. But now, at last, it's time to go to your phone calls. You know the number and you know the drill, 646 595 2048. That's 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And we're going to begin tonight 
in the 845. Is that Greg? I can't remember. I, I should know that off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it is Greg. I should have known. I, I shouldn't even have to check. But yeah, we're beginning with Greg in the 845. Greg, you are live on Kane Sport Live. Welcome back home. How you doing, Gary? <clears throat> doing good. How you, you got doing, a bear with, You got to bear with me. I had uh, my knee replaced last week. And I'm a little under the weather, but I need I That's right. You got to bear, bear with me, too. I just talked for 40 minutes straight. So I'm letting okay. you talk now. You go ahead. <laughs> all right. All right. First of all, um, Corey Gain is a three-star. He was bumped up. Oh, did we bump him up? I, you know, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't, did. I, I, I recommended it. I must confess I didn't check on it. So I'm glad that they did raise him to a three-star because he is a three-star. And, um, you know, that's how I, him, how I evaluated him, rather. And, um, you know, yeah, you're, I, I just double-checked. You're absolutely right. They did bump him to three stars, and um, I'm glad they did. Right. Um, and Garvin's a four-star on ESPN. Um, and yeah, he's another one that I, I recommended for a, ra- a rating bump. I, I think he's a four-star. Um, but when they weighed him against everybody else in the country and everybody else at that position, um, he came up just short. He's a very highly rated three-star, um, according to our recruiting analysts. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, everyone has different ratings and things like that. But, you know, our rivals recruiting analysts see these kids live more than anybody because we have the Rivals Camp Series and the Rivals Five Star Challenge, and you know we get to see all the top kids in the country a lot more than pretty much anybody else out there. And you know I, I think our ratings usually are pretty good. I mean, there's there's usually a few kids I don't agree on. You know, they start out at, initially they they had Nicozy Perry as a three star, um, and I told him he's not a three star, he's a four star. And, and you know the the one thing you know through the years in in, in working with those guys is. You know, I, I think they've come to respect my opinions on these things. I don't really, I'm not, you know, they're, they're just, I don't, I don't just go and start pushing kids because they're committed to Miami. I mean, if I go and I say, hey, I think you're misranking this guy, um, that you know, I, I think they understand I'm not doing it because I'm trying to prop up Miami's team rating. Because what's the point of a team rating if it's not a legitimate rating? Like, you know, it's great to say, hey, I'm number eight or number nine, but if you're really number 15 or 16, what's the point? So you want the ratings to be honest ratings, and um, I think they are, and and I think those kids that got bumped up deserved it. All right. Um, Devonta Smith. I was told by someone they're going to put the all-court press on for this kid this weekend, and they think that, I mean, they think they have a good chance of getting him. He was already yeah. committed to Mark Rick once at Georgia, so the connection's there. And uh, the, I believe Nicosi Perry's coming this weekend for a visit too. Well, here's what I'll tell you. They've, they've been putting the full-court press on Devonta Smith for a very long time. It's not just starting this weekend. This weekend will be the culmination. And um, I, I hope you heard what I said about it a few minutes ago. Um, so, you know, I don't have to repeat it all. But uh, this is a great litmus test for this coaching staff. And, and you know, you want, you want to prove that you could turn the corner and compete for these national kids and get them. And, um, you know, D.J. Johnson – 
was one. I mean, that's a kid from California that's good enough to go to a lot of different places, and they battled it out, and they, they, they won there. And uh, this is another one. You know, this Devonta Smith kid can go anywhere. Uh, no. Um, I listened to a podcast today with Bruce Feldman. He had the recruiting coordinator for 247 Sports on, and he asked him, who were the three South Florida kids that are not four- and five-star kids that are going to surprise you next year? Their names were Amari Carter. He said he's going to start next year. Trajan Bandy is going to play in the nickel next year. And Mike Hawley is going to play next year. And also, we have... You can't argue with any of those. And we got... It's about time we started getting some explosive kids uh, like this. I know I stood with you and watched. You weren't that high on this Thomas kid. No, I thought that I wasn't high on him. My concern is his, his legs. He's got pencil legs. And it's hard for those kids to stay healthy. He is explosive, but he, you know, yeah, he's a jitterbug. He's, a, you know, you you can have a couple of those on your team. You know, you, you know, you really wouldn't like to have more than two. But when Sam Bruce left, I think it opened the door for them to take Harley, and and then they've gotten in on Jeff Thomas late. But uh, I agree, yeah, he's an explosive kid. You know, the question is, how's he going to hold up physically in the college game? But if you have enough guys, and you don't have to, you know, you use them as a specialist, because that's usually what those guys end up becoming. Not, they don't usually become every down receivers. They usually become specialists. And, uh, you know, you use them in, in that way and, and get them out in space, and you could do a lot of things with kids like that. All right. Um, whoever wins this quarterback job next year is going to be under fire quick, playing at Tallahassee in the third game after they play against the – a joke of a team. I guess it's a good thing they're going to have a road game before Tallahassee. Maybe they could get their feet wet. And I, I, I'm, somebody brought it up on the message board today. The last time we beat Florida State was at Florida State with a freshman quarterback, right, with Ja'Cory Harris. Yeah. So I think this team's going to do great next year. They were could have easily been eleven and two this year. Every game they won, they won easily. They lost a couple tight ones. They lost three tight ones, and they let one get away with the I mean, with the experience they gained, and they start to bring in more depth at these positions. I I I agree. I think they're really going to have a great season and you I agree 100% about Devonta Smith. If they get him, that starts a snowball effect around the country. All right, Gary, thank you for having me on and I'll keep listening. Thank you. All right, Greg. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling. As always, Greg mentioned the new schedule. For those of you that missed it today, the, the, the 2017 schedule did come out. I'll run through it real fast. Miami opens at home on September the 2nd. 
against Bethune-Cookman. Then on September 9th, they go to Arkansas State. Then, uncharacteristically, the ACC put the Florida State game on September the 16th, game three of the season. And I I absolutely love that because um, I think it's important to get some space between the Florida State game and some of the other games. I think the ACC realized that the schedule beat Miami as much as teams beat Miami this year and that if they want Miami to be Miami and they want the ACC to become more than just a Clemson Florida State show um, you know they need to pay attention to how they're scheduling now uh, Miami does have a gauntlet in late October early November which I'll get to in a minute but I like that they moved the Florida State game to September the 16th between Arkansas State and Toledo and and that's a lot better than what they did with that game last year now um so Miami plays Toledo at home September 23rd, the week after Florida State. Then the Canes travel to Duke for what looks like it's going to be a Friday night game. It's a little bit different. Um, kind of surprising to see that Friday night game at Duke on the schedule. But guess is that ESPN needed a game that night and talked the ACC into making Miami Duke it. Um, then Miami's off the next week before they host Georgia Tech on a Thursday night. Now, this is the other nice thing. Okay, they they gave him the Thursday night game against Georgia Tech on October 12th, but they gave him 10 days on each side of it to prepare for the next game and 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 come off the last game. So the ACC really took care of Miami with this schedule. It's a, it was a very well thought out, well put together schedule that gives really is maximizing Miami's chance to have a really good season this year. Um, so October 21st after hosting Georgia Tech on Thursday night the 12th, they play Syracuse. Then October 28th. They're at North Carolina. Uh, November 4th, they host Virginia Tech. November 11th, they host Notre Dame. So Carolina, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, um, you know, that's, a, that's not an easy three-game stretch. That's a pretty tough three-game stretch. And, um, you know, Syracuse at home, can't sleep on them. They, um, they got better as the year went on. So, it, it, you know, I'm not going to call it an easy deal, but um, I, I think it's better than the way it shaped up last year. And then uh, – November 18th, for the third week in a row, Miami will be home and host Virginia. And then they finish the season on a Friday at Pittsburgh. And that, for some reason, the ACC loves to send Miami to Pitt's Thanksgiving and play Pitt on that Friday after Thanksgiving. I think the last three times, I believe, or three or four times, that Miami's had to travel to Pitt, that game has been scheduled on the Friday night after Thanksgiving. So that's how the schedule's shaping up for 2017, and it's going to be fun to watch it play out. Let's go out now to the 678. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. What's going on? <clears throat> doing good. Who's this? It's, uh, Junkie. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Junkie? How you doing, man? Uh, you can hear me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just looking at that schedule. Um, that's not a gauntlet at all. I don't believe um, three home games. And then we go on the road. Well, we have Georgia Tech, like you said, Georgia Tech and Syracuse. Out for bye week, uh, the scheduling uh, to give us all those days in between. Then we go on the road to North Carolina, and then we come back for three, and then we go on the road again for Pitt. That schedule, really, that schedule should come down to who's who's ready, who's the more prepared team um, September 16th. They'll, they will bring back the quarterback, so they won't have that issue of breaking in a brand-new quarterback, but – 
you know, you replace Dalvin Cook with a freshman, perhaps, or I don't know if Patrick, he should be the, the running back there, right, the, to the season, but, you know, Cam Akers and other freshmen. Um, yeah, they're going to find better than him um, real quick. Trust me, I wasn't real impressed with him. What, Patrick? But, uh, yeah, they're going to find better than him real fast. Yeah. Um, did, I wanted to know about uh, did Travis Randall, uh, Rudolph declare for the draft or not? Do you know did he leave out early? He, from I have not heard that he did. No, I don't. I don't know that he did. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But um. My, I mean, I, I haven't was, been paying, but I did not. I have not heard that he did. Okay. Um. I had a question. Did you? Do you know if um what's what's the um the final visit weekend supposed to be like? Is it something that the coaching staff, um, are they doing something, like, different, special to end it or in uh, uh, um, dead period? When was the dead period? Is it a dead period after that last visit? Uh, well, I mean, they could still talk. They just can't go visit in homes. So this will be it. You know, Sunday so, will be it for visits. Um, you know, kids will still be able to text, and, and there will be phone conversations and stuff Monday and Tuesday. But, but it will be a dead period, but, like Sunday yeah, yeah. Evening, in, ter- right? in terms of visiting schools and visiting homes, yes. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, you have you have you heard of anything being like you know like something special? Not you know yet. I mean? no. Not like Paradise Camp or like, you know that not that special, but something different from just a normal uh, regular you know no, this weekend, last weekend this, visit. This weekend's all about getting Devonta Smith. That's what this weekend's yeah. about. And yeah. and Perry, um, he'll come on this weekend too, right? So the quarterback, basically one of the quarterbacks he can potentially play with, uh, be on the visit with him, right? Yeah. Do you uh, who are do you do you know the schedule? Uh, do y'all know like some other than Devontae and Perry? Like, who's who's scheduled to to be here this weekend? Um, I just went through it. Not sure uh, yet. I just went through the whole class. Um. I'm trying to think who I said is visiting this weekend. Um, I don't. I don't have it broken down in front of me. I just had the whole, the whole thing in front of me. But um, I mean, they're they're pretty close to done. I mean, everybody who's significant is pretty much visited. Visited. Right. Okay. So, but you y'all have a. I mean, the big thing. The, the um, big thing this weekend is Devonta Smith. That's what you got to pay right. the most attention. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's um, always a chance okay. that Slayton from American Heritage shows up or something, but you know, I, I, you know, Devonta Smith's the one that they're really focused on this weekend. He's going to get everybody. I was attention. looking. I was looking at the two Heritage kids, man, and and just looking at like how they how the bodies on them, like they just don't look. I mean, to me, I mean, I know Heritage's kids, they're four stars that might run old school, but they just don't look like, you know, that all the attention that they attract to me, like just looking at them, like physically looking at them and saying, look, he, okay, yeah, this guy look like a beast. You see a guy like him, oh, Leatherwood, he look like a beast. Yep. Yeah, but when I look at when I look at Slayton and, and Herbert, they just look, they look out of shape. They don't look. Like the the four star prospects that everybody is you know might rump you or you this you that if you don't land these two, I'm not. I mean, really, I guess I happen to agree with you. I we, think way too much of that was taking place. 
way too much. And I'm I'm saying we need depth at O-line, and that may be the reason why, you know, they get so much attention because they're two locals and, you know, recruiting two local kids can do a lot, you know, for the, the local area and, and, and helping bring back local recruiting. But other than that, I just don't see a big deal with those two in just terms of looking at their bodies. You know, they just don't look like, you know, it look like work ethic might be a problem. They don't look tough. They, I mean, I don't know. I just don't get a, a good sense that, you know, maybe it was both ways. Maybe the coaching staff was like, oh, we maybe need to give it a shot because they're local, but, you know, you think we struck out on other people, or they were the two that we were targeting that that we felt that we had to get in this class. You, the coaching staff they made those two priorities, or they were just like they missed I, on I think, who they know, wanted. It's because they're South Florida kids. If they if those guys live right, in Chicago, I'm not sure that they'd be as big a deal as they are to everybody because they're South Florida kids. Okay, I have one more thing. Um, but. Seeing that, you know, seeing how Jeff Thomas almost, you know, it just feels like he he's a Kane Lock, uh, or we at least in the driver's seat, depending on, you know, if he want to go to Oregon or not, how that goes. But, but he's saying, you know, I have to pick between Louisville and uh, Oregon, and Louisville is supposed to be high on his board. With, with the Jeff Thomas kid, with the Devontae Smith kid coming in, and we having like a you know a real legitimate shot to get this guy. Uh, with the McFarland having a legit shot, with the DJ Dallas, do you do you think Mark Rick is is saying is sending the message like, hey, look, if South Florida don't want to come in here, we'll just go somewhere else and get a player who just as good or even I mean Jeff Thomas, you can argue that he would be the best. One of the best wide receivers in South Florida. I mean, Grimes, Grimes, he, to me, that's kind of like he's not, but he is. But then you have Judy and Grimes, and then Jeff Thomas. Like, you would arguably, you can arguably say if Jeff Thomas was in at Fort Lauderdale Aquinas, would he be ranked high? Like, you know, with the Judy and the, and the Grimes. I mean, how would you, you know, how would you rank that? Being in the All Star game, the same All Star game Judy was in, he was he was the MVP in. Um, you think with Mark Rick and um, the staff sending the message that, hey, look, we want South Florida, but if you don't come, we can go find guys who can do exactly what you can do. No, they were recruiting him before he was the MVP of the All-Star game. And and I I think being the MVP of an All-Star game, that's as much circumstance as everything. I mean, Jeff Thomas is not Jerry Judy. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Um, Jerry Judy is elite. Okay, Jeff Thomas uh, is a good good receiver. Come on now, Gary. Um, Understand something. He he, he was going (laughs) – he was was basically going to Illinois – Okay, before Miami started recruiting them, and but you know that you can't start comparing him to Jerry Judy. Okay, let's not get crazy. This is what I'm saying, Gary. If he had his grades and his core and his test scores at the beginning of the year, like that, the same thing that happened to Derrick Smith. You can argue Derrick Smith being as legitimate as any Florida now. Just say, for example, now if Jeff Thomas had his business in order, not his skill set, his business. And he had the GPA and the core and the test score. You don't think it would have been a difference in his recruitment? 
based off that no. skill set, he's elite. No, I, look, I, think he's a good, I think he's a good player. He's a specialist. He's a small receiver, um, but he's very shifty and very quick. But if you're if you got a big corner jamming him at the line of scrimmage, he's going to have problems. And that, and that's you know why when these guys get to college, yeah. they're special. They're specialists. It's like right. you know, but right, right, that's right. okay. It's a, there's a place for them. You just can't load up your receiver position group with right, these type man. of guys. Okay. You know, but, you, yeah, you can, I'm just, I'm excited. Put, sneak them out there, put them in the slot, do some different things with them from time to time, but they're not every down guys. Jerry Judy's an every down guy. You can't, you, you don't think he can do the same thing as Santana Moss did? I mean, no, he's not the a same thick, deal. They're, they're, they're the same size. Santana Moss is a thick, strong athlete. Jeff Thomas is it, it just is it, it, is never going to be that. You don't think so? You think what? No. You think Roscoe Parrish like more than Very, more so, or you think Tony Gator so, like much more Roscoe Parrish than yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Roscoe, um, with, oh, oh, Roscoe, what? You know, he was small, but man, he Roscoe you know was a beast, Gary. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he was. <laughs> But he was a tough, and, and he, he was a little—he was thicker than Jeff Thompson by Harley. Does that make sense? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You yeah, looking at legs and I mean, arms? Part, but but part of it is just your whole physique, you know. Right, 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 right. Um, for signing day, you um, what, what's going on for signing day? What what um, Kane Sports doing for signing day? Oh, we're like always, man. You know, we'll, we'll be all over it. Are, y'all, I mean, are you meeting some? Oh, okay. So you're not going to just be in, You're not going to have, a, like, a, okay, you'll be all over the place no, doing we'll, stuff. We'll, okay. We'll be traveling to the high schools. We'll be getting reports on on when when Penn meets paper. Uh, we'll be all over it. Just, oh, okay. You know, hope, you'll hopefully. You'll be interviewing, uh, maybe not, interviews hope, and, hope, and, and live video. We'll all the traffic this year. <laughs> you, you know, right. we, you know, and the computers won't blow up because you know we're we're getting so so many hits. But uh, but no, we'll be all over it. We promise. And if you and, and you know, Man, one I'm thing excited. I recommend. I'm excited. One thing I recommend to everybody is 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 get our app, um, either Android or iPhone, and um, and also follow us on Twitter. And um, you know, we'll be using all those mediums to get the word out. To everybody as soon as kids right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. What time is it right. kicking off? What? Nine o'clock? Oh, it's early. Seven a.m. Seven a.m. Okay. Okay. Set okay. your alarm clock. All right, man. Yeah, right? I'll be up. I already, I already be up, man. I'm excited. I think, I think we'll see a top ten class, and um, and then we'll have guys, you know, really looking around South Florida, really buying into what's going on. Eighteen class should be ridiculous. If we close this 17 class in the top 10, man, 18 class, I mean, top two is the only thing that's acceptable based <laughs> on the schedule we have, based on this, the close in 17, man, we got 18 so loaded. Oh, man, we can miss 10 people and still have the number one class. So I'm excited, man. Just keep me on hold. I'm going to just listen to the show. Hey, thank you for being part of the uh-huh. show. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment here and talk about a new sponsor to Kane Sport Live, coming to the Kane's fans for the first time. And um, it's a company by the name of Blue Apron, and they heard about what a great show Kane Sport Live is, and they, they called up and they said, hey, Gary, we want to improve the way the Kane's nation is eating and improve everyone's diets the way 
that Harry's has improved the shaving experience, and you know so many of our other great sponsors have have done wonderful things for Canes fans um, through the past few years. So Blue Apron is a different kind of company, and um, what Blue Apron does is they give you great recipes and they provide you with all the ingredients that you need to make those unique dishes, and then they ship them to you in a kind of like refrigerated packing. Um, that keeps everything fresh and everything's measured out perfectly. So preparing your lunch or dinner at home becomes an easy experience. You don't have to go to the grocery store. Um, it, it's really a, 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 a neat thing and a, and, and a great concept. And I had my chance for the first time last week to try out Blue Apron. And I went online and I, I placed my order. And a couple days later, a box showed up at my front door with the recipes inside and all the great ingredients that I needed um, to to make my meals. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know, our whole family kind of pitched in and, and, you know, got a kick out of it and and made these meals. And uh, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. And their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve it by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. And um, they have established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States where they get their ingredients. And um, as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming and um it really looks great in all honesty when it comes in you know i think i I got a really nice squash i got some broccoli uh fresh garlic um a lot of different ingredients in the dishes that they were promoting for for the week that i got my order and um it really it looks fresh it's in great condition um and they ship, like I said, the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe. So there's no food waste. You're not wasting any food. So cooking together builds great, strong family bonds. And um, Blue Apron would like the Canes fan to get in on that opportunity. And um, they find that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Um, so, you know, some of the dishes they're featuring this week, just to give you an idea, spicy shrimp and Korean ri- rice cakes. Uh, pork chops and garlic piccata with scallion rice and spinach, um, mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas with lime sour cream. So these are not the typical things that you would cook every night at home, and that's part of what makes Blue Apron so special. So I um, want to encourage you now to get in and, and try Blue Apron. It's affordable. It costs less than $10 per person per meal. Like I said, you get all the ingredients pre-portioned out, delivered right to your home. Um, a lot of variety, new recipes each week. The Blue Apron culinary team will surprise you. And recipes are not repeated within a year, so you're never going to get bored. Every week when you get that Blue Apron delivery, it's going to have new stuff that you've never tried before. Um, you have the capability to customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. Um, They have several delivery options that you can choose from to fit your needs. There's no weekly commitment. You only get the deliveries when you want them. Um, It's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step 
easy-to-follow recipe card and those pre-portioned ingredients, and everything can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. And lastly, they guarantee freshness and that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right with you. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free as a listener to Kane Sport Live and get free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash canesport. You will love how it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash canesport to try out Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I highly recommend it. You'll have a lot of fun with Blue Apron. All right, let's get back to the show. Again, the number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. Let's go out to the 240. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once. Hey, Gary. Gary, what's going on? There you are, man. Who's this? This is D. Black. Hey, what's up, D. Black? You're in early this week. What's going on? Not much, not much, man. I appreciate the rundown that you was giving us uh, as far as recruiting. And I got a little tidbit on Anthony McFarland. You know, my uh, my nephew knows him very well. You know what I'm saying? My nephew, they work out together and things of that nature. So my nephew, you know, don't 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 shoot the messenger, but my nephew said he's going to Maryland. I don't know how true it is. I'm just telling you what my nephew told me. Because my nephew knows I'm a cane guy. And I said, well, ask him, you know, Ask him what's up, and he said he hit me. He said, "Yeah, he think he he's leaning towards Maryland." I don't know how true it is, but that's just what I heard. So I mean, you know, he could possibly well be coming to Miami, but I'm just telling you because I live up in Maryland. I live up in this area, so yeah, my nephew known him for a while. My nephew's a little older than him, but they know each other. My nephew hangs out at Maryland all the time when he come when he come home from school because he he plays in Bowie State, and they work out all the time. So that's just well. I, little, here's what I'll tell you, D Black. A, a lot of people in Maryland do think he's going to Maryland, and um, right. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's wishful thinking. I don't know if it's reality. We'll find out tomorrow. Um, but based on what you know, and, and you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out on the limb here and guarantee anything. But based on on our interactions and 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 what we've seen and observed and discussed, we think he's picking Miami tomorrow. Um, but you never know, obviously. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I hope he picks Miami without a doubt. You yeah, you're not the only one. I've had other people from Maryland tell me he's going to Maryland. You're not the only one. So, yeah, you know, so my nephew just asked him, and that's what he said. But, you know, it's his children. So, you know, you know how they, they change with the weather. But um, do you think Mark Rick, do you think Mark Rick will take four receivers in this class? Yeah. If he can get four good ones, yeah, I do. If we get Pouncey Thomas, Devon Smith, and who's the other one? And uh, evidence of Joku, he's already committed. So that yeah, that already... four right there. So and Harley. And Harley. So yes, that'd be five. Do you think he takes five receivers? Yeah, I do. Got... And I think Look. DJ Dallas would be a six. They don't have receivers on the team. You're right. <laughs> I mean, look, hey, stock them up now. You know what I'm saying? Get them now. Get them in the program. The next year, the recruit, the receiver class doesn't have to be as big. 
we could focus on D line, O line, but I mean, you know, the way this staff is is closing, coming down this this, this stretch is is real impressive, man. And and we haven't we haven't seen or felt anything like this in in years, and it's just refreshing to be on the opposite side of the stick, like when I mean that saying we actually got a shot to land this kid or yeah, we got a real shot of landing this kid, you know? Like, yeah, I got an opportunity to date the baddest girl in the school and it's not a pipe dream. <laughs> so it's just it's just real good to uh to be a Miami fan and you know, and to see what what's what's going on down there and what they about to turn this thing into. Um yeah, I noticed that about the schedule too. I was like, man, when I first looked at it, I said, man, we played Florida State early. I said, we played early this year. But I think that's a blessing. You know, like you were saying, the schedule was the schedule was real favorable for us. And with us having that open week going into the Georgia Tech game, oh, man, that's a blessing in the sky. That gives us, what, 10, 12 days to prepare for the triple option again? So that, that's, always a, that's always a good thing. But, you know, it's a real, it's a weird, real favorable schedule. A real winnable schedule too, Gary. A lot of games up here that we should win and, and, and win impressively also. Like, you know, let's not put the cart before the horse, but, you know, myself and I know a few other Kane fans probably think the same way. It's like, like you know, we should represent the Coastal in the, in the ACC championship game. Like, we should have. We could have done it this year, but definitely. You know, we get the quarterback situation shored up. I don't really see a reason why we can't win the Coastal. Do you? No. The schedule's good. Shouldn't be, oh, shouldn't be any excuses more. this year. Right. It was one more. Oh, so um, what's going on with with, with the uh, with the young men that was that was sit home from the bowl games for behavior and stuff like that? The, the two tight ends, Haskins and Irvin, and the D the D tackle. What's uh, going believe, on with them? How they doing? Believe that they're starting with a clean slate. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they got they got to keep their head on straight, and especially you know you think you you'll think that Michael Irvin will have his head on straight. You'll think he would, but hopefully his father put a little bug in his ear and told him like, "Yo, son, you can't be embarrassing my name, especially at <laughs> my name at my university." That says a lot. You can't be making me look bad. Yeah, no doubt. Period. But um, I didn't have too much, Gary. I just like the whole direction that the program is headed, especially this last home stretch. So we got tomorrow is a week. We got a week before National Signing Day. So I'll be looking at – I'll be up at 7 a.m. at work checking my phone. And Are you having, are you having a show? The day before or or the day of? Uh, yeah, night? yes, we will have a, we will have a show, um, the night before signing day. All right, I'm there. All right, dude, I ain't have much tonight. Just keep me a hold. Don't give a shout out to Kane Kane because he called me today. You know, he he called me today. I told him he called me doing work for my clap. So I'm gonna give him a shout out. Kane Kane, my man, call up and give you two cents. All right, dude, keep me on hold. You got it, Deep Black. Thanks, as always, for being part of the show. Um, hey, guys, I'm right. going to make a quick quick uh, correction here. I was just talking about Blue Apron a minute ago when I said that you go to blueapron.com 
slash cane sport. It's actually blueapron.com slash cane. So, you know, you go to blueapron.com slash cane to order um, and try out Blue Apron, and they will give you, as we said earlier, they'll, they'll give you three free meals and free shipping so you could try out what they've got to offer. So blueapron.com slash cane to go collect your three free meals from blueapron.com. And um, I encourage you all to do it. Like I said, it was really pretty cool when um, me and my family tried it out here this past week. All right, let's go to the 404. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. Hey, what's up, Roland? How you doing, uh, not man? Not too much, man. Pretty good, pretty good. I'm not going to hold you up. Um, just wanted to uh, talk about a few guys that's getting recruited. Uh, the kid, Jeff Thomas. I mean, don't sleep on him, Gary. That dude, I mean, that, that kid can play. I mean, that kid. Yeah, I, I, I liked what he, I saw um, when he Garrett, actually started playing say, at the Under Armour game. Specialist? I agree. I mean, when you say, but, when you say, but when you say specialist, Gary, I mean, well, you, you, he's the same. I mean, granted, uh, Judy's six one, and he's five ten. They're the same weight. Uh, he got like five pounds. Judy got like five no, pounds more. This kid's maybe a hundred. I don't know what they're listing him at, but I'm telling you, he is skinny, and his legs yeah, are I'm really thin. But you look at look. You, I mean, I'm just. And a they're whole not jamming you look, at the Under Armour game. You're not getting jammed at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I'm you're able, that kid can play. At the Under Armour game, you're able to run around <laughs> and do whatever you want. Okay, it's not like that when they start playing for real. But that kid, I'm, even before that Under Armour game, that kid, Jeff Thomas was. I know it was a grades issue. I'm, that kid, that kid, is a playmaker, a real playmaker that that with a lot of speed, quickness. I agree. That, I, I'm not disagreeing you know, with you. I'm that, saying the kids like that are specialists, in, typically. If you have a good football team, they're specialists. Deshaun Jackson, he's a specialist. Is that for you to consider him? With the, with, um, the, with the Reds, because and we're looking at the same type guy and Deshaun Jackson. I mean, granted, he's been in the league for some, you know, some some time. Yeah, let's not start comparing him. a kid. Let's not start comparing a kid yeah. coming out of high school to an NFL player. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, Roland. I'm just saying. I'll drink the Kool Aid I mean, with you, I'm, but I'm just, being, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it's like if if you were sitting there comparing wide receiver workouts. And you're watching Jerry Judy, and then you're watching Jeff Thomas. You're saying this Jeff Thomas kid is good, but he's not. He's not in that same class as, as your, you know, five star receivers. He's just not. But but that doesn't you mean he that, can't be a very he can't be a very good college player. He can be. I'm not trying to diminish the kind of player he can be. Trust me. But I'm just saying that he's a smaller, light receiver, and those guys can sometimes get pushed around when they get to college. And they're usually specialists, and that's why teams won't recruit a lot of them. Well, you know, why, why do you think that. Miami was slow getting on the Mike Harley train? Not because he's well, not I'm a saying, good player; but, it's because but, he's a but, small but, receiver. I mean, coaches want to get bigger; they want bigger athletes but, and, and more explosive athletes. I mean, I, I know what you're saying about that, Gary, but I'm saying even going back, even if you look at the NFL, look at Antonio Brown. I mean, that's not a big receiver. Quick, shifty, guy that can move. I mean, but it's not even about it. Yeah, but, I, yeah I'm not, but I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to compare that. Jeff Thompson and Antonio Brown. But I just know we need we need guys that have that quickness, that those fast twitch. We need that big time. I mean, just, you know, guys that can get the ball in their hands, that can move. Yeah, I mean, before, I mean, we, you know, we need that. So uh, what about Brian Edwards? 
I think we that that'll be a strong pickup. I can see him I playing think gonna get him. You know, strong, strong safety, corner. Man, I can see that guy playing some, you know, a lot of positions. I think he'll be a, a tremendous pickup. They really need to go at him. What about in Henderson as well? What do you think about the deal with him? You know, Miami's done a great job hanging in there. I mean, they're pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, I'd say a week ago he was definitely going to Florida. You know, now I would say he's maybe going to Florida. You know, I think they've given him something to think about. Okay. So we'll see. Okay. And um, and then the the the, the Devontae. The, oh, I got a question. Yeah, that's a question I had for you because you probably. I mean, you got a chance to see both of the players. You look at uh, Devontae uh, Smith, and then you look at Jerry Judy. How would you compare the, compare the two? I mean, um, would, would you would you say one A one one B? I mean, how? Because they're, they're, they're same very height. very very different. Very very different. Um, you know, I I think Devonta Smith is a is a a bigger, like just a bigger, a little bit more explosive. Jeff Thomas, for example, um, is he as as physically progressed as Jerry Judy? Probably not yet, but um, you know, Devonta, Devonta Smith's going to be a very good college receiver. Yeah, and we got to we got to close him and get him, man. We got to they got to make yeah, that close deal. They got to yeah. I mean, there's a reason like why it's Miami, Alabama, LSU. I mean, I mean that's a little bit that's a pretty good selection you got there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, last question: um, uh, any any possible uh, any O uh, line guys outside those American American Heritage guys that might that might pop up? That uh, uh, just so pretty think- much. Don't think, don't think so. I think what you see is what you get. Gotcha. I think it's gonna be a, but I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a top ten class. I think they uh, got a chance. They, if they get all these kids that are on the fence right now, that it looks like they're gonna get, it, it it might slide into the top ten. Got you. I got you. Okay. Well, appreciate it, man. You're doing a great job as always, and just keep me on hold. All right, Roland. Thanks as always for being part of the show. Let's go to the three hundred five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you this evening? Doing great. Who's this? Adam. Hey, what's up, Adam? What you got for us? A couple things. One, I know uh, first off, Travis Randolph did declare for the draft. Did he? Okay. Yeah. And Ja'Cory Harris was a sophomore when he beat FSU, not a freshman. You know, I was thinking, I was wondering about that when he said it. And I was, yeah. you know, I was think, I was trying to think back, and, and it, I, I didn't think he was a true freshman, but I, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to question him. But uh, yeah. yeah, I, 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 I don't, I never want to question Greg, but I remember because the year before he split time with Marv, whatever the kid out of plant. So yeah, um. A couple things. Um, your earlier caller said that McFarlane was leaning towards Maryland. I find that kind of hard to believe. I would think he's leaning towards Miami because Thomas Brown is coming in the very next day. Yeah, I think he's going to Miami. Um, but, yeah. uh, but I will say this, that a lot of people in Maryland think he's going to Maryland. No, and, so. and obviously you, you have that there, but I mean, one of their better players out of the math, I think, is going to Ohio State. Uh, this offensive tackle, and apparently uh-huh. he has a good relationship with um, the basketball player that Miami recruited, um, Chris Sykes. Chris Likes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that, but that's that's good. That's good information. 
No, and apparently Flakes has been um, pushing him to go to Miami as well. And mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly think the relationship with Thomas Brown puts it over the top and trade right. on Bandy. But, yeah, I don't know if you um, watched the video interview with him today, but he talked a little bit about that in the video interview we yeah. have on the website. Yeah, I mean, that's why I thought it would be kind of weird for him to pick Maryland and then Brown come in the very next day. But what was the deal with Hartley? Because at one point, didn't he shut it down? Yeah. He'd say that's it. Yeah, but he hated West Virginia. <laughs> he went on his official visit, and they just they hated it. They just didn't like it. Uh, so that, no, that okay. you know, once he eliminated West Virginia, I think Miami became the front runner. Although he is supposedly no. going to visit UCLA or Florida this weekend. Uh, okay. Um, also, whatever happened with Nick Robinson? They Did just, we just decided not, on they him? decided not to recruit him. No. Okay. I think there, they, you know, they, um, I think they evaluated it and decided not to recruit him because they just dropped it. Okay, and same with Paris Ford, because there were uh, some rumblings. Yeah, yeah, that one just kind of fell by the wayside as well. Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, and what was the what happened with Billy Gibson? Did he just decide he didn't want to come to Miami and decommit, or was it a parting of the ways? No, it was definitely not a parting of the ways. Miami definitely wanted him. Uh, something happened there with um, Taggart, Willie Taggart. And um, Billy Gibson told us when Taggart was still in South Florida that he was fishing around a little bit with South Florida. I mean, he told us that. And um, we knew it wasn't because Miami was dropping him. There's just something. There was something there, and I don't know what, but somehow Willie Taggart got into his head and then when Willie Taggart went to Oregon, um, you know, he was able to convince the kid to come to Oregon. Uh, because we struck out with every Southridge kid this year. Yeah, it's weird. It's very, very weird. I agree with you. It's it's bizarre. Now, I, I you know, we were with Mark Pope, who's the 2018 receiver stud out of that school, um, yeah. this weekend up at the Florida fire tryouts and we spent some time with him and talked to him. And if I had to make a bet today, Mark Pope's going to Miami, but um, it's weird. It's very weird how all those Southridge kids um, ended up going elsewhere. Um, can't explain No, it. no, because did, what, didn't we have a commitment from Rodney Scott at one point and that just mm-hmm. fell by the wayside as I, well? Yeah, I can't, exp- I can't explain it to you. <laughs> the, the, uh, okay. I, I, I have I don't know why. I don't know what the problem is, why they all want to leave. Um, but, you know, it's just there's just something going on there. Okay. Um, uh, final question. Do you see, um, like, Malik Rogier being able to seize the job in spring practice? Because, I mean, I think no. he's more experienced. Uh, you don't? No, okay. I don't. Uh, I do not. Okay. If if you had to pick, um, like, do you think it would be Cade Weldon who will be on your I think of the guys that are there right now, not including Cade Weldon who just got on campus, of the guys there right now, I think Jack Allison would have the best chance. Um, Okay. For whatever reason, they just they don't seem to like Evan Shreffs. I don't. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, cause he's a really smart kid and, and I thought he, he, yeah. you know, that he, that Mark Rick would love him, 
but for whatever reason, um, although I think he did rise to number two for the bowl game. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think you could totally give up on Evan, but um, I, I just think of the guys there that Jack Allison um, has um, the best shot. But I think the quarterback next year is going to be Weldon or um, Nikozi Perry. And, and I think yeah. Nikozi Perry – Walking in in the fall, it's going to be very hard for him to rise up to the top in a, in a few weeks of training camp, um, unless he has a great month of June and July. Um, I, I, I mean, didn't Kaya question. do I mean, that? Brad Kaya did it. Brad Kaya did it, yeah. So yeah. it's not out of the question. But, I mean, right now, it, it, like I said, I think Allison, to, to me, has mm-hmm. the best chance of the guys there. But if I had to make a bet, it would be that Weldon or Perry – ends up being the quarterback next year. Uh, okay. And um, last question. I know we're on the grad transfer hunt as well. What about, and I think there's a receiver out of Auburn as well as Corey Holmes. Do you see any of them joining the class? Or is that only if we strike out with all I, the receivers? I, 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 I believe that they're waiting to see how the, re- how the recruiting class finishes before they make transfer decisions. Oh, okay. I, I don't believe well, that that those have been made yet, but you know, I I know it, I know that it has not Corey Holmes. Okay. The 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 Auburn kid, I'm not positive on, but um, no. You know, I think they're waiting uh, to see how the class finishes up. No. Okay. Well, thanks again for taking my call, Gary. Have a great show. No problem, man. Thank you as always for being part of it. Let's go to the seven seven zero now. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is a TC from the ATL Atlanta. Hey, what's up, man? What you got for Nothing us? Much. Nothing much. Nothing uh, much. Just got a couple, couple things I want to uh, run past you. Um, I noticed you didn't say. Uh, I think the guy's name is Latavius Brini. Yeah, it point. doesn't look like he's making the cut. There's, there's just a you lot of issues. Why? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a lot of issues. There's a lot of off the field stuff. So just, just a lot of, lot, a lot of things going on there that, you know, maybe the coaching staff doesn't need to mess around with. You know, they've got other kids. Oh, you know, okay. they, they listen. They last year they took Sam Bruce despite some of that, and where they get them? Nowhere. Correct. So right. you know. I, I think you know they're probably making the right decision. Yeah, yeah, they are. We don't have time for that anymore. I mean, these no, guys there's, come there's in. So many other, there's so many kids. Like you got a ton of DBs that want to, you know, come to Miami. Like, you know, why gamble? Right. You don't have to. Nope. Not at all. And then, uh, what about Slayton from uh, American Heritage? He's a, you know what? He's a goofy. He's a goofy kind of kid. I. I there's a lot. I've heard people questioning how much he really loves, likes to play and things like that. I'm not surprised that he's not really factoring in here going down the stretch. I mean, I guess something could still change in the next week, but um, I think they're much more high um, on. on um, I think I think they're much more serious about Herbert than they are Slayton. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, I guess, I don't know if uh, our good friend from uh, Jersey is listening in, Mr. Ross, 
But uh, last year, you and I both thought that Njoku, uh, Davis, the tight end, who uh, opted to uh, forgo his, what, so, no, not sophomore, junior year, because he's a, a red shirt sophomore, right? Yep. That he wouldn't be like one of the top tight ends, but it, it appears that from some of the uh, NFL, I guess, guys, like, uh, what's this guy named Todd? Oh, he's going to, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, so it looks like he's going to be a first-round pick. And Ross, um, he called it out. He said Najoku is going to be a very high pick in uh, this year's NFL draft. So, Ross, I want to apologize to you, man. I guess both Gary and I were were wrong on that. Uh, but, I didn't uh, say no. Looks like you, yeah, you, you said no. You, you and I both agreed because we had, like, guys like O.J. Howard. We had uh, uh, Leggett from Clemson. We had uh, the guy from Penn State. We had several other tight ends uh, in the country, much higher than Najoku. No, what I, probably, what, what I probably said, because this is what I believed, was that he wasn't okay. going to go into the NFL after his sophomore year, that he would be back one more year. Okay. I, I was surprised that, that he surged to the top of the draft as quickly as he did. You know, I thought he would come back for a third year, you know, for, for another year. Yeah, I did too. So you and I both agreed on that. But then too, we also had one of the other guys like rated, or I guess in our opinions, much higher than Najoku. But it appears nope. that uh, that well, Najoku was. You know what? They're different. They're different. I mean, OJ Howard and Najoku are two totally different players. You know, OJ right. Howard is more of a first, second down, every down tight end. Najoku is more of a passing situation tight end. Third down? Yeah, third down, second and long, you know. Right. Uh, but but I mean, like, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, he's going to be unbelievable in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody's going to make him a stud in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be a stud. Um, see here, I only had like a couple other things um, that I, I wanted to run by you. I think you mentioned just a few seconds ago about some of these uh, transfers, graduate transfers, and there was one kid at Notre Dame, a wide receiver, that was also considering Miami. But I guess we won't know until, like, we find out on next Wednesday, right, how that all it looks shakes to, it out. Looks, it looks to us like they're waiting to, to see how they finish on signing day and what their needs are before they make decisions on the transfers. Okay, and then one last thing before I let you go, Gary. So what happens if we do miss out on uh, McFarlane? Are there any other uh, running backs out there? Because we'll be down not, to like – Not that we know uh, of. We'll be slim pickings at, uh, yeah. at running back. I mean, you're talking about Homer. You're talking about uh, Walton. You're talking about maybe if uh, uh, Gray is probably healthy, Trey on Gray. And then has it been confirmed that Gus Edwards is not going to be there next year, or is he just yeah, exploring the, the possibility? No, he is. He said he's transferring. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, okay. Dang. Wow, that hurts. That hurts. Well, well, that's all I wanted to run past you, Gary. It's, it's always nice, you know, chiming in and listening to your show. All right, man. Thank you for being part of it. We'll talk to you next time. Let's go to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
What's up, Gary? How you doing? Hey, Robert. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. I had to wait a little bit, so I couldn't put a jinx on my bet this time because I remember very specifically last time you put the jinx on Virginia Tech, so I had to uh, wait an hour to call. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? Uh, hmm? What you got for say, us? Um, let's see. I would be shocked, by the way, if Miami was caught so off guard if they didn't get McFarland tomorrow, by the way. I, I mean, there's no that. way that you could lose two guys, the one to the NFL and one through transfer, and only have one come in out of the history of injuries and not have not have that pretty sewn up. But I guess we'll find out. But I would be I shocked. I have total agreement with you. To be caught. that I mean, to not have a backup plan or something like that. Um, you know, and I also think, you know, Miami seems to have a lot of optimism going into the last weekend here of uh, down the stretch of recruiting. But all these kids going to Florida the weekend before signing day always shock, always scares me a little bit because you've seen it before that Florida seems to always close strong. I remember a few, few years ago with Callaway, everyone thought that I, I forgot where he was. He was supposed to maybe visit Bama. They backed out, and they thought Miami would just fall in his lap, and the Gators just closed on in on him. And look how good of a kid he is. You know, I don't know. Let's just let's see what happens. Randy, and, you know, Randy over Shannon. Hmm? You know, Randy Shannon. Yeah. Now he's defense. He's the defensive coordinator. Sure, sure, but like that could happen with someone like Hartley or something like that. I mean, I mean, obviously that kid isn't so gun-ho on Miami that, I mean, that it's not, you know, I mean, he would have committed already if he was so gun-ho, so. Absolutely, and he was, adamant. he was adamant that he was going to West Virginia until this weekend, so I, you're, absolutely, right. you're absolutely right. Right. Um, let's see, that one kid took all my points, uh, Adam. <laughs> let's see, what else was I Adam was, Adam was pretty good tonight. He was, he was, he was, yeah. he was, he was. Sounds he like was, he could he be was, my younger brother. No. <laughs> um, let's see. What was my other point I was going to make? Gosh. Now when the schedule came out, I mean, I remember watching uh, uh, Brad Kaya enter that game as a true freshman. I believe, where was it? Up in, uh, was it Nebraska? What was that game? Oh, Louisville. And Louisville. seeing how bad of a decision that is. So I hope that does not happen again coming up this Upcoming year. Yeah, the only difference is there's not an experienced guy on the roster that's an alternative this time. I mean, you know, we're all saying it's a bad decision because they had the kid who transferred from – I'm trying to remember where he transferred from. (laughs) I can't – was it Purdue? Well, they had the the kid from Kansas. Was that where he's from? The kid – the Heaps? Heaps? Jake Heaps? Is that what you're thinking of? Jake Heaps, yes, who had played a lot of football in Kansas, and that's why we thought that – you know, he should right. be the starter. And you know what? Boy. I don't care. We, we were right. We were absolutely right. Brad Kaya had no business being the starter as a true freshman. They sacrificed the season. Um, I totally believe that. It gave it gave Al Golden I, a built-in reason for not winning. And um, yeah. I, I just, I'll never, I'll never stop believing that. Because the, the, yeah, the, the, was, the smart thing to do was to redshirt Brad Kaya that year. Sure. It was absolutely unfair to do to Brad Kaya, and I and I believe Golden never regained the team back from that whole thing. Yes, it had to do with a veteran quarterback, but I just think that created a lot more turmoil than just the actual yep. record. I think there was a lot more. Also got healthy yeah. and could have played. Yep, no doubt about it. I would also find it 
odd, and I don't know how this all works out with so close to signing day, because I think that DJ Dallas is a receiver. I don't think he is a DB. That's my personal gonna, opinion. If he has he's gonna be him, a, if you think he's going to be a receiver, him, Jeff yeah. Thomas, who, I, I mean, it seems to be optimistic that they're going to get him. I, I mean, who knows? I don't, I don't know the kid, so I, I don't really, you know. And Hartley all seem to be basically that under six foot shifty little scat back, just explosive player, which Miami needs. And they've been missing on the roster for years now. And I can't believe just looking at who they have returned kicks and punts that that's what they're missing. But I would be shocked if they took three under six foot wide receivers that are all basically that same little jitterbug type player. And I don't, I don't know. Just, but... I don't think that was what they were drawing up when they started recruiting this year. I think it's just kind of mm-hmm. gone in that direction. I mean, you know, the guys I mean, that, other than... that are good athletes they have a chance to get just happen to be smaller this year. But, you know, you, right. you've still got some bigger guys on the team. You know, I'm yeah. on Richard. No, I, 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 it just would there. seem, you know, very, you know, it just would seem, you know. You got, you got Cager coming back. So, you know, yeah. it, it, they'll probably be smaller than they would like to be at the position if these guys come, but um, it won't be terrible. They'll have some for enough variety to get through next year. I mean, you agree with me. I mean, these are, those are all basically yeah. the same type receivers. Yeah, there's no they, – they, this was not the intent when they started recruiting. Right. It's just – it's kind of like played out that way, that's all. Sure, sure. I mean, because other than, you know, maybe a few local Miami guys, I don't think anyone actually thinks they have a legit chance at this kid uh, – Smith or the receiver from Louisiana. I mean, I, I, I mean, who knows? I don't think anyone That's really knows they have a much team. anyway. But no, they have a legit chance. All right. Get... All right. Um, they have God, a legit chance. Let's see. What about this kid, Hillary? You think he's gonna? He seems a little flaky. No. Looks like a project to me. Yeah. You know, no, but he seems a little like a little flaky bit of a project. He's a little bit, he's a little uh, you know, we yeah. can't really tell if, he, if he's serious or whether he's just taking those visits for fun, you know. Sure. You always got to be concerned. No, my, my main reason for calling, though, is that everyone just seems very, very, very bullish and very so gung-ho about the how Miami might close and how bad, how poorly the Gators are doing and how their class seems to be falling apart and watch – when it's all said and done, watch how everything ends up settling. When they close with Henderson, they get the, you know, both kids from American heritage. They end up could flip, you know, you realize what they're doing. They're slow playing Brian Edwards. And that's only if they have this kid that's committed from South, uh, from Southern California. If he doesn't flip to go to Nebraska, they would try to get Edwards back. I mean, these are, Miami's got a lot of default plans. Like Dean fell into their lap. If if Nick Saban wants the kid, Miami doesn't get him. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, so everyone yeah, needs to just kind of chill out a little bit. I mean, but you know what? The, the There's nothing wrong with everybody being happy and positive. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I yeah. always, you know, I like to always tell it how it is, good or bad. Um, all right. Other all right, that, Robert. Who do you like on Saturday? Oh, I haven't even looked. I have no idea. I have no idea. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking all about right, the Pegasus no, Cup at Golfstream. Yeah, that's the last thing on my mind right now. We're, we're busy oh, with the recruit. All right, Rob. Come on. Uh, all th- right, I'll thanks for you being, soon. Yeah, thanks for being part of the show. All right, let's go to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you, you with How us? How are you doing, Gary? 
Doing great. Who's this? Hey, it's Everything 305 checking in with you again. I really up, appreciate man? you guys doing that sh- the show tonight. Thank you very much for uh, for having this show for us tonight. Not a problem. We'll be back next Tuesday to talk talk a little recruiting. Hopefully it'll be just as positive as tonight's been thus far. Yep. We'll see. We'll know more. Uh, Gary, sure. I want to touch upon a few things here quickly. Uh, well, in terms of the schedule, I was I was very pleased looking at the schedule. Overall, I think it's a much better fit, especially when you're going to have a new quarterback under center. I think it's uh, it, it really plays into our hands, and it's going to allow Coach a, a lot of time to get uh, get some you know some cohesion and some synchronization with these young kids up front. And uh, I think it's a perfect schedule to start the year. I know uh, Florida State on the 16th, but it gives us a couple of games beforehand plus all of camp. So uh, it looks like one of our better opportunities to go up there and uh, for teams not to know too much about us to go up there and do something in, in Tallahassee this upcoming year. Yep, they'll, they'll have a yeah. chance for you. You can have a, you can have a very young quarterback in one way, shape, or form. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but I, I like when you have your, your most of your front seven coming back and and uh, with the additions that we're probably going to get here, uh, in particular, I, I think the biggest one that I'm seeing right now is uh, is Dean and, and Mandy. Those two coming, and I think really will, will make a huge impact right off the bat. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to replace in our safety play and in our nickel uh, stuff. But uh, overall, I, I think the front seven is good enough to get enough pressure to make that job a little bit easier back there for those guys, especially they're going to be young. But uh, I, I love the physicality that those kids bring from what I'm seeing on film and stuff. They're, they're pretty physical kids, and, and I like their length. And those are the things that, that I think Coach Rump really brings out. Uh, no matter how big or small you are, he makes these guys play physical. And mm-hmm. uh, we've seen this year. So hopefully we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, in terms of recruiting, uh, all throughout last year during the season, when you, you would have this show, I kept on telling you the most important local guy was Devon Donaldson. Um, and I, I'm very happy he's enrolled. I'm very happy he's, he's on board. But uh, one kid that you know, I was kind of skeptical when he signed, when he committed to us, and I think he was committed to Purdue for a while, or, or Minnesota, rather. But this Gainer kid, all I'm hearing is nothing but uh, – I'm thinking this kid might be able to come in and contribute uh, more more so than we thought. It looks like yeah. he's got some great tools. He's got a chance to be the backup center next year, I think. I don't think he'll be the starting center, but I think he'll be got a great chance to be the backup. Oh, I, I, the physicality. I mean, this kid's a pretty explosive. He's a mauler. Uh, yeah, he brings I, it. I had no idea. I had no idea he was he was uh, he was available. Uh, so kudos to the uh, coaching staff for getting him. But uh, yep. overall, overall, really happy with this offensive line. The two kids that we've got coming in thus far and. Uh, if you have to look at projections and if you look at your wish list, right now from the kids that, that they've been recruiting, even some of the commits that, have, that are not early enrollees, what's your take on the offensive line right now with the 17 class? I, I think it's okay. I, I think you would have wanted it to be better. I mean, obviously you would have loved for, for them to get, you know, two or three Navon Donaldsons. But it's just not reality right now for this program. I mean, you know, if if you want to recruit the top players in the country, um, in that type of volume, you know, you're gonna to have to win again. And uh, so it's okay. 
you know, I, I think in Donaldson, um, you know, I, I think you get, you got a really nice foundation to, to, to build from. And um, I think the gainer kid is also going to be a starting level player. So if you're picking up two starters in a recruiting class, that's typically pretty good. Um, and you just got to hope that one of these other guys develops. Um, I mean, if, if, if we get lucky and, and Mike's able to really bring this kid over and really convince him to come, uh, and, and Herbert, do you have him in the same class as Donaldson or no, do you feel he's no. like more of a, more, more of a project that needs more time to develop? I mean, I'm not going to call him a project. I don't know, but it, I mean, no, there, there's nobody in this recruiting class that's close to the same class as Donaldson. Donaldson, I believe, is going to start from day one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, and, and the other thing I was looking at in terms of when he decommitted from Michigan, I think also when you look at the number of kids since uh, since October, really, that have committed on, on the offensive line to Michigan, I mean, it, it, it kind of made it – it was very clear that they're bringing four other four- to five-star kids in. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think he was being slow played by by Harbor, who's who's known to There's do that? There's no question about it. I knew months ago that he wasn't going to Michigan. Okay, yeah, you had mentioned that back in November. Yeah, yeah, I knew months ago he wasn't going to Michigan. There's no question about it. Well, I hope I'm still hopeful we get him. Love to see what very he can similar, do for us, but... very similar to Dean at um, with Alabama. Um, yeah. You know, I knew months ago that Javante Dean wasn't going to end up at Alabama. They waited till last week to tell him. I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, you know, they slow play these kids for months and months and months. Well, I mean, you, you never know how things are going to shake out. So better to have something and then wait and see what happens and then be well, able yeah, to. Well, yeah, but it's very unfair. Give them the informal message of, hey, if I'm not contacting you, I mean, we've moved on. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's, it, just, but it's uh, very unfair. Very unfair to the kids to do that to them. Gary, it's very unfair to kids, but it's also unfair to kids when some of the kids say they've got 28 offers, they really have 12. Yeah, I agree. Or they or they're committed and then they dump and they drop the school in the last week. So yeah, it, right. it works both ways, no doubt. It does. It does. Uh, I, I want to talk about the defensive backfield more, particularly the corners or, and the athletes. Um, a good friend of mine is over at Miramar, and he's he's told me for the last six months that the kid really just didn't feel comfortable and didn't connect well with Coach Rump. He's been really primarily recruited by Banda. But on this past visit this weekend, uh, he came back to campus, I mean, glowing, loving loving both guys and talking about both guys and, and their families. Uh, I think yeah, I think they did a good job this weekend. Uh, I was hoping he was going to tell me he would not be visiting Florida this weekend. <laughs> but uh, – from what I am told, uh, they're trying to really pressure him to bring mom with him. And mom doesn't really want to go. Mom prefers him to stay home. Is that pretty much uh-huh. the same stuff you've heard about? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that jives with what we've been hearing. Okay. I think, I think Miami yeah, took a big step forward this past weekend with him. Gary, do you think – when you look at, I always, I've always thought he's more of a free safety, and, and from what I've heard over there at, at Mar, um, you know, he's he's definitely more of a safety than a corner. Uh, has matched up well with tight ends and some bigger receivers that aren't aren't as fast. But in terms of playing nickel or playing corner, I don't know. Do you do you see him being able to fulfill that role? Or do you see him more as a, as a free safety 
Uh, and he was very aggressive, by the way. I really love how this kid explodes to the ball. Um, do you see that? Um, I I think that he'll get a look at both. I, I th- you know I think he could play corner or safety, and you know maybe he could fall into uh, maybe the, a type of role similar to what they did with Jaquan Johnson, or you know to where they kind of used him in like a hybrid type of role. But you know until they get in, you don't really know. Gotcha. The last thing I want to talk about uh, before I let you guys go here. Uh, the kid from uh, Columbus who's uh, playing at the All-Star game this weekend and was originally, he had committed to actually Coach Trump and Coach Banda and then decommitted. Uh, right now, from, from the messages that we're seeing and the things that we're hearing, things we're reading on your site and things we're seeing on Twitter and other social mediums, uh, sounds like he, this is the type of kid that's a more of a quiet reserve, doesn't like the spotlight kind of kid. But it also sounds like the parents and family really want him to stay here and play. Uh, what, what, uh, what, what's your assessment right now, given, uh, given that we're, we're basically almost a week away here from, from, uh, from signing day? What's my assessment on? On CJ. I don't think – I mean, all I've been hearing for weeks is he's going to Florida. Um, I don't think he was ever going to Alabama. I've been hearing he's going to Florida. He's going to Florida. Now, I, I know they've had some success with him here in the last um, last few weeks, and, and it supposedly has pulled much closer to even or even. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how it goes here in, in the last few days. But uh, everything I had been hearing up to this point was that he was going to Florida. It, it's kind of weird because as soon as he came back from Bama, he went to UN. Yeah. You know, and, and- that to me was a good sign. It's like, you know what, if that's the pinnacle of, uh, of where college football is and where recruiting is, where all the resources are at, where I'm going to be catered to and pretty much be trained at the highest level to, to become a professional football player. Um, how does that compare to UM? And he did it right away. Uh, what type of relationship has he built? Because it appears that now he's getting a little closer to rump. Uh, than previously, what 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 is, is that relationship starting to blossom? You think? And what's what's been the hard hard to say? He's a he's a different there. kind of kid. It's hard. It's it's really hard to say. He's very he's a very quiet kid. Doesn't really say a whole lot. Um, so, but I mean, unquestionably, it has gotten better in the last couple of weeks. And uh, whatever was keeping Miami from rising to the top, I you know that gap has been narrowed. Um, you know, Florida's still right there, so we'll see. I don't and, have any predictions. He's, he's playing this game up there in, or, in Orlando, I believe. What day is that, Gary? And, and how is that going to impact? Isn't he supposed to visit Florida this weekend as well? I mean, what, no, no, he's already that? visited. He's already been to Florida several times. Um, he's, so no, he's not. He, he, he's done with visits. Um, he's going to come home from Orlando and make a decision. And, and we've uh, got four other kids that are currently committed that are on, uh, up, up there playing as well, correct? we got DJ. Yeah. And they're working on him. You, you know they're working it's on him. It's just it. He, he put it out a picture today on Twitter from what I saw someone else retweet. I was, I was just, you know, he put, I looked at the schedule. I think he put 12-0 and 0 or something like that was his response to the schedule that, that, uh, that was put out today by the ACC for UM. It just hit a lot of sinners. It doesn't mean anything, but uh, – you mentioned earlier that you have had a great weekend this past weekend, and 
and hoping we have the same this week. And is there one particular player that you think this week and uh, we might be able to at least um, open their eyes a bit and, and let them know about the opportunity that's here to play immediately next year? No, this weekend this is week? all about it's all about Devonta Smith. That's what this weekend's about. Got to got to try to get Devonta Smith. Do you think he has a serious interest in you? From what yeah, you, I, I absolutely do. He's taking the last visit to Miami, and he's bringing his family. So yeah, de- definitely. All right, let me let some other people oh, get did. on. Th- um, thank, thanks as always for being on the show. Gary, fantastic job as always. We'll talk to you next weekend. You, you got it, man. Thank you. Yep, next Tuesday night. All right, let's go to the three hundred five again. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Going once. Going twice. All right, you got to call back. Um, let's go to the nine seven three. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on, Gary? What's going on? Who's this, my man Thanks Ross? Taking so early. This is Ross, man. What's up, man? What you got for yes, us? You. What's going on? You were trying to shut my man down when you were trying to give him a little bit of credit, but that's all right. <laughs> um, what was no? Nah, what was going on is that you was telling me that um, he wasn't going to leave, and I was trying yeah, to explain to you that. Leave. I know, I know, I know, and I was trying to explain to you that I'm a little closer to that situation than you thought. Also, mm-hmm. I told you I got guys down in South Florida that I kind of know what's going on there too. I'm kind of like in the business. I'm kind of like in sports. It's kind of come across my desk every now. It does. I'm not trying. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to tell you exactly what's you. going on. It, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about too, and I, I understand yeah, what you're saying. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly what I'm doing. It's not legal. I'm just it's. The best, it's the score business. So it's just a matter of kind of like I know the guys, I know people, and they tell me stuff, and I kind of know it. it comes across my desk, and, you know, I'm not telling any tales out of class, so I kind of gave you a heads up that, um, you know, what's going on. But um, anyway, no big deal. We, um, we're a bounce back. We got the tight end from Georgia. He's a stud, and we're, we'll be able to score with him and others. You know, Irving got to get his act together, and um, we'll be all right. A couple of things, Gary, a couple of things. Um, the kid, um, by losing Gibson, for me, I like getting local kids. But for me, Smith is a Smith is a dog. Yeah, okay, like Derek him. Smith is a dog. He's a dog. So if I'm getting Smith and I'm losing Gibson, I'll take the trade-off, okay? I'll take that twice on Sundays, okay? So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. Also, um, with the schedule, tell me something. One thing it does is, for us, help us. It doesn't. It's, it's set up that if 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 we lose this game this year, it doesn't hurt us like before, where we're you know we're coming off that game and we're, it's setting us back, and we got to go through that old period again. This time is a little different. It's the third game of the season. We get over it quicker if we do, and we'll move on and get into the season. So that's that's the plus side of that. The part that I'm concerned with is no matter who's our quarterback, we're going to have to get them ready quickly because if we really want to, we want to win that game. That's a statement game every year. It's a recruiting game every year, and we got to get wherever the quarterback is, whoever the quarterback is, got to be ready. It's not going to hurt too much that we're going on the road before we go on the real road. And, and so kind of like you're kind of telling me that you don't think Rose oh, got a chance. And you said we don't have an experienced quarterback on the team to do it. He has some experience, Gary. He has some. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but he, I don't think he, I, I don't do. think he's going to be the quarterback. I just don't. I don't think uh, it, it doesn't matter to me one or the other. I'm just saying we do have somebody that they might be able to lean on just in case things that some of these guys are not ready like we think they might be. So that's kind of like where I'm kind of you know I'm hope I just want I I don't want that to get screwed up. I, you know, and that's why I was hoping that Brad come back so we don't have to go through that. But it's 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 gone. No big deal. No big deal. Um, Gary, um, the JUCO cornerback. Is it me, or isn't he thin as hell? He yeah, right. Yeah, well, I think that's oh, why Bama passed on him. Gary, they, you know, they had... I'm, listen, I I want him. I want talent. And if Bama was recruiting him, they took a commitment. They had somewhere that they was going to put him. So I'm intrigued. But he is thin. He looked like he's going to have to put on 10 pounds before the season started, period. You know, because he, you know, he might be a talent, but he's a thin talent. And I'm looking at all the other guys who, who came on visit and they tried on the uniform and the equipment. And just standing there, they look way bigger than him. And these are guys that people are saying that he's going to start or be able to be more experienced and play in front of. And these guys got weight on him. I mean, he—it's not even close. You yeah. know. So, what's your thoughts? What's your, what's your, it's, it's I saying. agree he's totally not, with you. you know, I, yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. Not trying to—it's not a back and forth thing. But Gary, I think a lot of callers and the fan base really, really perked up when you start talking about Jeff. Um, Thomas, and you started saying some stuff about him being okay. Gary, I hear you. It might not be somebody that you're liking right now. No, I, I didn't. Uh, you're misunderstanding. I'm not saying you're you misunderstanding. Like I, know that. I know you're saying you're. I not. understand that these kids, Ross, are specialists. Okay, they they can't physically play every down. At the college level, typically. Now, I'm not saying there can't be an exception. Now, the kid had a great Under Armour game, and he looked phenomenal. But that's not real college football, the Under Armour game. That's an all-star game. They're not jamming the receivers. They're playing very base coverages. Um, it, it's not typical. It's not a, like a typical football game. Um, he okay, caught a couple well, Okay, Caught a couple of nice balls out in the open space at the Under Armour game with MVP. He's a very good prospect, very good athlete, very good player. Um, what I'm saying is you can't load your, your team up with small receivers. Now, um, it looks like they're going to take Harley, and it looks like they're going to take Thomas. Um, so it looks like they're going to take two this year. Um, and, I, and I think you're going to see beyond that down the road them gravitate back towards bigger receivers. That's all. So that they have Which variety. There's nothing wrong with that. Which is nothing wrong with There's that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's need... what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm okay. just saying when, so I I'm observed not, him, not... when I when I observed him, what I saw was a very good athlete, but he has razor thin legs. I mean, like pencil legs, very thin, very thin legs, um, and is not as developed of an athlete as a lot of the receivers that you would consider elite. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but here's no, I'm the thing. One thing him. I'm excited. I mean, he's got to play. I'm not saying that you you didn't say that. You didn't say that. But one thing I'm excited about is that the fact that we're going to be able to take a kid like him, and if we can't put him on a, on a field right away to be able to you know get past receivers and this, at least I know and the fan base know we're going to have him sitting somewhere in the end zone to do kick returns because we've been terrible 
And I mean, but see, that's the thing, Ross. I don't know if you can put them on kickoff returns. I don't know that you can do that. They'll get killed. Gary, like I don't, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe they will. You have a lot of people. Yeah, you got a lot of fan base right now is perked up when you say that. Gary, let, let, let me. We're not going to go too back and forth, but I just want to tell you, since he's been, and I knew him beforehand, but since he's coming to the picture with us, I'm sure a lot of fans, I know they did, went and started doing this investigation and really started looking into this kid. Gary, do you realize, and I'm not, this, sometimes you got to throw away the competition. Sometimes you got to throw that out the window. Do you realize this guy was a defensive player? of the year and where he played and also the offensive player of the year. This kid is a tough kid. You, you ever hear the word, you ever hear the saying, why are we tough? Why are we, I mean, why are we strong? Have you ever heard that explained? I got you. Talking about high school football, okay? Come on. But still, but, but, but Gary, but you're talking about high school kids, other kids that you're saying you're excited about. This kid is a high school kid too. So why should we, why should we be able to look at his highlights and, and not feel excited and then you, you're, you're being so Ross, I'm not saying don't be excited. All I'm saying is I think he's going to be a specialist. That's all. That's just an opinion. A specialist. I think smaller okay. receivers like that in today's game are specialists, yes. All right, come okay, on. Move one on to last one. One last one. Late. On. I don't, want to, go, one I don't want to go on and on about Jeff Thomas. I know I think that, he, I, the definite take. He's who's a better? very good athlete. Hartley? Um, but who's I think better? he's Hartley very similar him. to Harley, Ross. He's very similar, okay? They're very who's similar. better? I don't know. We'll see. I think, right, what Gary, I think a lot of like chip gears. What else you got? Yeah, we're we're we'll move on. But I think a lot of people perked up on that one. I hope they do call and express their opinion on that because I think all of us. I think we kind of just don't agree with that. But um, I'm not okay. saying um, he's not a take. I'm saying you can't have a whole roster of guys like that, and I don't think they intend to. So don't worry about it. Go ahead. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But all right, um, not getting if for some reason again when we got when we was listening in and. My man came on and said it's possible that we're not going to get McFarland in the home. And I think that was like just a, a small shocker to the Soul Flex a little bit when when, it's, when he was trying to convince us that we might not get him. Let me ask you this. For some reason, tomorrow comes and we do not get him. Downer up the class as far as – Oh, the they, it would definitely blow. be downer. I don't see a backup plan. And with the back – with Yerby leaving, with Edwards leaving, you, you know, you, you, need, you, you need good running backs. You know, we don't know yet how how good Travis Homer is going to be. We think he's going to be pretty good, but we don't know yet. You know, and you I like know, him. you need. You know, I like him, and I know a lot of people love Trayon Gray, but he hasn't done anything yet. So you know, you need good running. Yeah, backs. And, those, and those are the guys you got to be careful with because I think you know we got we keep talking about he needs to switch position, and we just got to make a decision on him and put him there and have him. You know, my understanding that he's putting out there right now that he's going to grind, 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 and just get himself together to be in tip top shape. That would be great because wherever he puts wherever he puts his mind to, he has the type of talent and the speed to be able to be very good at it. He just got to get on the field and be able to play. So you know that we'll we'll see we'll see as far as pass concerned. Um, the kid Anderson, the cornerback, Gary. I'm one of these fans that even if he's a local kid. I'm not a real big fan of kids playing around and saying this and saying that. It doesn't seem like he really want to come. So if he really do not want to well, come, well, he, he's sending a lot of mixed signals, is what he's doing. I know, but you know what? On one man, hand, he, he wants tries, to go Florida. On one hand, he wants to go to Florida, and then the next second, he's taking an unofficial to Miami. Those are mixed exactly. signals. Exactly. 
Exactly. And and my thing is, it it doesn't help us to to get caught up into this kid, and and, and you know I know it's two different positions, but take the kid carpenter, and and, and we we're fans, so we like when a, a kid want to come play for us. We love it, but I want guys, and and I don't want to sound like wrong or anything, but. I want guys that want to be passionately be part of what we're trying to put together, the focus, the thing that we're trying to put together. And I don't want a kid that we got to keep going in and going in and going in, and he keep pushing us away and giving it. Oh, you know what? Stop, stop playing around with this kid. Edison, you either want to come aboard or you don't. I don't think we're going to lose sleep. I don't think a fan base is going to lose sleep if he doesn't come aboard, because we kind of had it in a way that he wasn't coming anyway. So the part we're still going to throw a party next Wednesday, and if he's not part of the party, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna have a sleepless night once we go to bed. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know, one last thing about Oregon, though, Gary. And I'm, you know, there's ah, a lot of stuff going on over there right now, Gary. <laughs> a lot of stuff, yep, <laughs> Gary. I, I know. Gary, Gary, I'm telling you right now. I made some phone calls. I know. I understand. And I kind of know a couple. And I kind of know what's going on, but yeah, it's it's one of the things where. I feel bad for the man because he just got there as a coach, and every time he turns around now, he's putting out these little sm- small fires. As a parent, as a parent, I can't send my kid. I can't send my kid to that right now. He's going to have to get a lot of different things figured out over there. You know, trust me, it's some foolishness, some fool, some buffoonery that's going on, and. He got to clear up a little bit over there before I start selling my local South Florida kid that way. So I feel more about Louisville being a threat than Oregon, okay? And, 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 and one of the things I was able to put out to one of my guys was that you can't get a better education than coming to Miami. Then let's talk other than them two schools. The glitz and the glamour in Oregon is nice. But let's compare the education that you're going to get from Miami, Louisville, and Oregon, and it's not even close. Okay, Tajon Brandy, you never want to follow a player and go on his word because kids play games all the time. But he said that in this class is going to be a big surprise, something that we're not expecting. But he wasn't the only one to say, Gary, the head coach and our running back coach were both part of the offense also put that out there too. So what's your take? Yeah, well, you I think, think they're, I think they be? think they're getting a lot of these guys and they probably are. So it's not really who a surprise. You, who do you think the kid, who do you think that main kid is? Well, so, if you had to Ross, I don't, I'm not gonna go, I, I went through the whole thing at the beginning of the show. If you missed it, just put the podcast back on. Well, I didn't you'll miss get it. it. I heard what you said. I but think. I went through the whole, I went through the whole class. Like a lot of these guys on the fence, they think they're getting obviously. So I, I'm sure that that's what the, they're talking about. All right. Let me get, let me let some other people get on tonight. Um, all right. Great. All right. Oh, thank you as always oh, for being okay. part of the show. Here's, Give us a call here's, next week. Here's one for you. Hold on. Here's one for you. Um, Ajuku's brother, he's getting pulled from, from Rutgers and Penn State. Look out for that. We need to really keep him yeah. going to Penn State and Rutgers. He is. But they I'm are saying, trying I just, to steal him. I know that's kind of happening, and I, I get yep. off your show on that. It is. They're, they're, trying, they're trying to talk to him. Yeah, right, they well. are. I mean, I kind of know, but I kind of put out that he needs to go to Miami. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. All right? All right, man. Keep me a hold. Take care, Ross. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. I want to take a minute here to talk about our long-running sponsor um, on Kane Sport Live for a few years now. Um, The folks that I have to thank for the wonderful shaves that 
I get several times a week, and that, of course, is Harry's and Harry's.com. And so many of our Cane Sport Live listeners are using Harry's Blades and ordering them every month and, um, and experiencing the greatness of the Harry's product. And they want to keep getting everybody on board. So Harry's is back, and um, you know I can't encourage everybody enough, as I have many times, to give their products a try. And I think once you do, you're going to see they give you great value and great quality all mixed in one. For decades, one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were fed up with getting ripped off by those standard brand razor blades, started Harry's to fix shaving. And um, Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, and that's why they bought their own factory in Germany. And by taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price of your traditional brands. And uh, you pay just $2 a blade compared to the $4 or more that you pay when you go to the drugstore and you got to get the clerk to unlock the case uh, because people steal their razor blades so much because they're so expensive. Um, Harry's will give you razor blades at half the price of those that you typically buy at the store. And Harry's razors include everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. They have a weighted ergonomic handle. They, give, they have five precision-engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. When you get their shave gel, it's rich and lathering, and you get a travel blade cover as well. And Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades that they want you to try their shave set for free. You heard that right. You just pay the shipping when you sign up. So as a special offer to fans of Kane Sport Live, go to harrys.com right now. You enter the code Canes, C-A-N-E-S, at checkout, and you'll get a post-shave bomb also for free. That's harrys.com, code Canes. Take your shaving to a whole nother level with Harry's, and you'll be a happy guy just like I am. All right, let's get back to the show. 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. We're going to go about 15 more minutes tonight. So I ask that everybody um, try to keep your calls tight. Let's uh, try to get as many people on this evening as we can, and then we'll pick it all up next Tuesday night on our second edition of our Kane Sport Live recruiting special. Uh, let's go to 951. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? Can you hear me? Yeah, who's this? It's Terrell. I, I'm sorry, let me turn this. Sorry. Yeah, what's I, up, I, called, I called a while what ago um, about the um, Amar Richards thing. And I know you're tired of getting hit over here with the um, Jeff Thomas thing, but I'm just going to say this real quick. And it's not to, like, bash what you're saying, because you could be right that he's a specialist. But I'm just going from, like, some people that have seen him play in tournaments and different games through the year. And they've seen Gary Udy play. One person told me who's been to a few games that does like the recruiting, you know, put highlight tapes together and stuff like that, told me that they feel like Gary Judy is a little more mortal. Like you're saying, like if if they see him get shut down where they've always seen Jeff Thomas do something exciting on the field. So I don't know if that's your opinion, but. No, here's what I, I'll tell I, you. I like here, here, here let, me give, let me give you an example of why I feel the way I do. And I'll, I'm going to use okay. Sam Bruce as an example, okay? Sam Bruce was okay. the same guy. Okay, Sam Bruce would go to these seven-on-sevens and go to the camps, and he would light it up. I mean, Sam Bruce at the Under Armour practices and at the Rivals camps was uncoverable, okay? 
Uh, right. they, they, nobody, nobody could stay with him. All right. Now he came, he came to mm-hmm. Miami, and started practicing with the with the big boys, and could couldn't couldn't get up like just couldn't couldn't get open. And it's it's a whole different deal when you start playing real football than when you're playing high school football, and especially when you're playing seven on seven and going to all star camps. You know that's all but, I'm saying. Now that I mean, said, I love Jeff Thomas. Jeff Thomas is a very good player. He's a he's a very nice little athlete. Um, I just think he's going to be a specialist. He's very skinny. Um, he's small, okay. and I think when you get to college and you're like that, it's a whole different deal. And coaches have to get creative. Would you have called usually... Roscoe Paris Santana Moss specialist when they was at Miami? Not Santana Moss, but Roscoe Paris kind of. Yeah, he kind of. You know what? Roscoe Paris kind of was a specialist if you really think back honestly. Okay. Um, and would you, you know, because I heard you, I mean, you he, said that he, he didn't remind but, me of. But, um, but the game's different. Uh, to answer your question, the game is different than when Roscoe Parrish played. And I think in today's game, Roscoe Parrish w- would would definitely be a specialist. I agree, but he played in the NFL for a few years, didn't he? There's plenty of specialists in the NFL. Okay, but okay, let, let's use another example because he does remind me of this kid. Because I'm actually sitting, I was sitting here watching film of like um, Jeff Thomas and a few other players, but. Um, he does look a lot like Deshaun Jackson. That's what I meant to say. He looks. You watch Deshaun Jackson in high school, and you watch that kid. They look a lot alike. Yeah. And you, they were both skinny. Deshaun was very small, very small. So he's. A, they look like the same person if you look at them on the field. Like like same height, same weight, and well, same movement. Deshaun Jackson so, is five ten, one seventy five now at least. I don't know what he weighed in high school. Um, one fifty. Yeah, yeah maybe he did. And you're right. You might be drawing a good analogy. Yeah, so I, I guess I, from what I see from the kid, the kid is special. I looked at Jerry Judy. Of course, Jerry Judy is special. But I, I don't think – it's just like I said with Amon. I don't think Amon was that far off from um, – what's the kid, the other kid that went to Alabama? And I think I, I stay with the same thing. I don't think – I think Jerry Judy's stoppable just like anybody else. So, And that's the opinion I got from people that have seen him play and still him get shut down. So hey, well, I mean, they every game you saw Jeff Thomas, Thomas they never seen him get they shut down. They at one sixty five just to just to throw. It. They say he's one sixty five. I would be surprised if he's really one sixty five. But oh, okay. you know, he maybe maybe he is. But you know, that's not wherever that kid you know, goes. I, I, I hope get, he goes to Miami. But I think really he's is, be I would say about five eight, five eight and a half, one hundred and sixty pounds. That's what I would guess. Oh, you think he's that small? That's what I think he is, but you know, uh, okay. you know, I could be wrong. I'm, you know, I've only watched them, you know, at the Umber, Under Armour practices. So, um, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm like not I, talking about people. Not that like I've watched them extensively. Now, Harley is even little, is even smaller. Harley Harley's listed at 153, probably you know is right in that in that 150 area, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's smaller receivers. That doesn't mean they're not very good. I mean, you know. I mean, they are. They they were very good high school football players, uh, and both are I mean, four star. Rank, they're both ranked four star players. I mean, that's a good that's a good ranking. Right. But I have just right. found that that guys of that size are more specialists than every down receivers like a Stacy Coley, for example. That's all. I'm not okay. saying. That, that's I mean, you you could be right. Hey? I mean, from what I see, the kid is special. That's that's all I can say. I, I don't. I don't. I think 
we can look at the height and all that all day, but you look at what number 84 for the Steelers. He's not that big. He's like 5'9". <laughs> so, uh, but he's a Florida, thick athlete. Plays, he plays uh, bigger than He's a thick athlete. Santana Moss was a yeah. thick athlete. He was right. short. He was short, but he was a developed, explosive athlete. So Santana's not yeah, a good analogy. Yeah, Santana's not a good brother. analogy. Now, Roscoe Parrish is probably a good analogy. Right. Yeah, I mean, I remember Roscoe being explosive. You know, I mean, would he win in the second round or something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There's, I hope a, he comes there's to certainly a place for these guys in football. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. But, it, I, think, but, but, it, but I, I think coaches – Number one, I don't think you're going to see the Miami staff load up the roster with receivers of the size. I think they have a chance to get both these kids this year, and I think they're making a decision to take them. But I think it's with the understanding that they already have a couple bigger receivers on the roster. And I think you're going to see them revert back in, in 2018 and beyond to, to you know, more thicker, developed athletes. Um, and, and, and with the understanding that Mark Pope – is is not a huge kid either, but he's bigger than that. Yeah, he don't look that big either. But, but you know, he's by guy, a year right? now he's yeah, going to be bigger. Than now. Well, what's the name of the receiver that plays with Mark Pope? He looks pretty big. Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, the receiver that plays with Mark Pope, he's committed to Miami. Um, oh, you're talking about um, the, the, oh god, um, <laughs> my brain just froze too. You're, to, no, you're talking about um, God, uh, Wiggins. Wiggins. Oh, it's it's a uh, Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins. So yeah, he looks pretty big. He doesn't look what are you, yeah, like six I mean, two he's, or something. He's a bigger kid. He, you know, he's a six yeah. two kid that'll come to college probably at two hundred pounds. Okay. Yeah. You, there you go. We get both of those guys. We'll be all right. So. Yeah. But like I said, I, I think Jeff Thomas is going to be special. I think he's going to be just as good as Judy in college, and we'll see. You know. All right. Out. You got anything else? All right. Yeah. Dude, right. Is Mike Harley visiting Florida? That's, that's I did hear. Some, I thought I heard that. Um, he is visiting, um, possibly Florida, but I think he. I think it was. Um, what was the other one? UCLA. I think I, I. I think I said he was also considering going to. Um, he's got to make some money. Yeah. UCLA or Florida. He's going to one of those two this weekend. Oh, okay. All right, we'll right. let a few more people get on tonight. Give us a call again. All right. All right, man. You Thank you. Night. You got it. Let's go to the 318. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? I uh, just want to say hey to you. <laughs> hey, look, I noticed that first comment about poor city Kane, but that's cool, too. Uh, I want to just chime in on the, on the conversation that y'all was having. I'm going to hurry up and get out of it uh, about Jeff Thomas. What people look at, they don't look at guys in three-dimensionally. They look at them as just their stature. It's not just their stature, but it's how thick they are. And some of those guys are more akin to a, to a hybrid between a receiver and a running back with those thick, stocky legs. And that makes a big difference on whether or not you can take the pounding that it is. And another thing you have to understand, when you get a shorter guy from 20 to 20, they're real effective. But when you get in that red zone, you don't have that – you don't give that uh, – that, that, quarterback that big throwing radius and that's the reason why people don't always use them because of durability issues and because I'm going to get in the red zone and I got to make a play on the ball and I can't make it if I got a short guy. 
And when you try to make that comparison between him and Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown is more akin to Joey Galloway, a 500-pound bench press guy. This guy ain't going to be no 500-pound bench press guy. I mean, you'd be lucky if you can get him up to 250 or 270. I think he's an explosive player. I think what he gives us is that jet sweep action. But I don't think just like I, I agree with you. I don't think this guy's an everyday guy because it's the same thing that Chip Kelly says. Durability is just as important as ability. And if you don't have durability and you can't be counted on, then it's just like you're not there at all. Uh, I think I like the way that things are going. I, I really think, just like you said, it is Devonta Smith week that we have to get him and bring him into the fold and uh, and, and because we really desperately need our, 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 the last couple of times I got a chance to call in, we got to find that compliment to Amon Richards. We can't allow him to be muted and have to move him around from place to place. We need to leave him in the same position that he's in. And a guy like Devonta Smith, along with Lawrence Cager, along with the development of maybe even Deontay Mullins, is going to really help us. Uh, we are a little bit concerned about the running back position because it is uh, it is the guy from Maryland a bus, you know, because uh, that's just the position that we're in. Uh, but I got one question for you. Do you think possibly the evidence Najoku uh, grows into being a tight end and doesn't stay at the wide receiver position? Uh, it's possible. I mean, okay. it, his brother did, so it's possible. Okay, and then, you know, just like I say, I like uh, what we're doing in recruiting. I know we're going to close, and I think people should kind of let off C.J. Henderson a little bit because it, it is a tough decision because this is the last time that you'll be able to select the team that you're on. And and and, and to be honest with you, it may be, and, and a lot of times guys do different things to really mask the fear that they have of making a bad decision. And I think that may be the case with Bro Bryant, with Edwards, and with C.J. Henderson. That behind all of these games may be a, a young kid that's maybe a little fearful of making a bad decision. And coaches uh, did the right thing with the UCF guy who who's committed to him. If they made a promise to a guy and say, hey, look, I'm going to wait with you and stand by you to sign a day, uh, close to it, then, you know, to where I can get somebody that we can get somebody in. Uh, I'm a bit concerned about when you look at the landscape of our team, I think we will be silent in a lot of areas. But the one thing that really concerns me is that the reason why that defense played so well was because our back four was stable. We're going to have to at least provide stability because pass rush and coverage work together. And if you have a shortfall in either one of those categories, you know, then it's going to really be very difficult for us to make it. But I think we can close out strong. I like the guys that we that we have. And the one thing I like about both Harley and Thomas, you get that jet sweep action. That's not something that we've been able to do. And I think if our line, offensive line gets athletic enough with these guys that we bring in to be able to outflank defenses, we'd be, uh, we be really good. But, uh, Gary, I'll call in next week. And just like uh, anything else, just keep doing what you're doing and have a blessed day, brother. Thank you, man. And obviously, you know, I agree with everything you said, and that's what I was trying to explain earlier. But um, not everybody has to agree, but obviously I think you're right on track. All right, let's go to the 347. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how you doing? This is Kwame. Hey, what's up, Kwame? Talk to us. Can't complain, can't complain. Uh, a lot of ground has already been covered here, so I just want to uh, – 
I just mop up some things. Uh, you, you, you're saying a lot of the guys are on the fence. Uh, are we, what are you, what's the latest with this guy, T.J. Slate? Is he going to be unofficially visiting at all before uh, It's possible, but I, I think day? Miami's kind of cooling on him, to be honest with you. I don't think they're recruiting him very hard anymore. I, I had heard that they sent Kuligowski to talk to him about possibly playing D-tackle. Yeah, it's not out of the question, but I don't. I think they they have, I think they have some concerns there. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Um. I, I, so I mean, I, all these websites are talking about us closing out strong, and you know, I've I've been a Kings fan since '97, uh, so I I've been around for the 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 roller coaster ride. Um, and and it's been a long time in the wilderness, and I haven't. I try not to get my hopes up around signing day. I got I got my hopes up a little bit around Al Golden and signing day when that Duke Johnson class uh, came into uh, 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 formation. But I, I'm trying to you know to be measured here. Should I get my hopes up, Gary, come next week? Right now, I think it looks like they're going to finish. It looks like they're going to finish very strong. Um, You know, we just got to keep keep monitoring this thing day by day. You know, it's it's a constant evolving thing. But right now, things things are looking pretty favorable. Okay, switching gears for a quick second to this next season. I'm looking at this schedule here, and and if I'm being realistic, uh, overly overly realistic. They should win at least ten games this year. Nine to ten games. I agree. Uh, are, are winnable and and the coastal. I mean, the only real tough slog they have, I see, as Virginia Tech, uh, possibly Georgia Tech, and Florida State. Uh, but other than that, North Carolina is losing their quarterback. He's going to the NFL, and, and they don't really. I mean, they have three. They start out the season with three cupcakes. You know, uh, so <laughs> I mean, they don't. They avoid Louisville and uh, Clemson again. So uh, I mean, this is really a, a zero-sum game. It, it sets up pretty nice for Mark Switch, and it almost makes you think, "Gosh, damn it! I I, I wish Kaya had a state because if we have the quarterback." position solidified with some of the potential talent coming in next year. That's a that's a playoff run, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the depth took a hit. I think when you lose Kaya and these two running backs, the, I think that's a little bit more significant than a lot of people seem to think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, those I really are some think seasoned, Kaya, experienced players, you know? Exactly, exactly. I, I really think had Kaya come back, I, I, I think that they might have vaulted Miami in, in, in the top ten come this offseason. I, I do think we'll be ranked, though, uh, coming into next season just for the sheer strength of if they close out how they're predicting us to close out. Uh, and uh, for the simple fact that you're going to have all of these cameras around a lot of these ESPN, you know, top 300 kids, they're going to be making their announcements either – uh, on or near to signing day, uh, which will you know get some PR and some media attention around uh, this class. Uh, do, have you heard uh, of any sort of media or PR? Because they really haven't had a 
too much buzz around signing Jay. Have you heard that ESPN or anybody will be coming in to uh, on campus? Not yet. No, we haven't heard anything along those lines yet. All right. Well, I guess like everybody else, we'll be waiting and uh, checking Twitter to see what the hell is going on. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. All right, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. Thanks. All right. Final call of the night. Let's go to the 302. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? It's Butter P. Hey, what's up, Butter P? What you got real quick? Hey, man. It's not going to be long. I think I'm just going to touch on the <clears throat> Jeff Thomas situation. You know, I was listening to it. I wasn't going to call, but, you know, I, I'm going to call and talk about, uh, you know, I'm not going to jump on you or say you're wrong by calling him a specialist. But I think when Coach Rick got here or got there, and we talked about uh, the lack of playmakers and the lack of speed in the receiver position. And I believe with the incoming class of Harley and Smith, or excuse me, Harley and Thomas, this gives us the element that was missing, the playmaking element. It's been a long time since there's been that kind of speed on there. Amon looked pretty fast versus West Virginia, but it didn't look like Lamar Miller or Travis Benjamin. I believe Mike Harley and Jeff Thomas gives us that element of speed that we've been lacking for a long time. I remember plays Travis Benjamin and Lamar Miller made, and you just knew it was going to be a touchdown because of that speed. I watched the game. Mike Harley and St. Thomas played against the team from Utah. Mike Harley caught that little screen, that little swing pass, took off down the sideline. And the difference between Jeff Thomas being a specialist is the guy is very tough on defense. He's a football player. He might be a little small in stature, but he's a football player and he's an explosive athlete. That makes him more than a specialist because he can do a whole lot of things. And we had this talk earlier in the year when I told you the best receiver coming in the year was Antonio Brown, small guy. A lot of small guys do things. And I'll give you a guy that's a specialist, but he's an explosive athlete, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was explosive like that at Oklahoma State and he set the NFL on fire this year. So don't take away from the small guys. I know you can't build a roster with them, but they give us the element that we've been They have lacking. a place, no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt that a couple of them, you can have a couple of them on your roster, and they definitely have a place. I agree. You know, uh, speaking of the guys we had, like Reggie Wayne was about six foot, six one. Then you had Andre Johnson. Those guys are Hall of Fame type receivers going to the Hall of Fame in the NFL. It's very Correct. rare. You can't. Yeah, I understand. You know, so I I, I want to give Harley and Thomas a chance because we need oh, to absolutely take them. That's why they're taking them. They're not doing it for charity. They're taking them because they're good players. You know, you got to have it, man. You know, I, the comparison to them in Roscoe is pretty good, but. I remember that one play. I hate to bring this up. That one play versus yeah, we got uh, annihilated at Florida State. Yeah, he's lucky yeah, he walked off. Yeah. Lucky he survived that. <laughs> that was that was ugly. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. And that, that was a almost like he got set up. But he's yep. a playmaker, and we just need playmakers. And the old saying we say on the Kane Sport Board is stack chips, stack them. Exactly. And, and there's no question both these kids are takes. There's, there's definitely takes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I want to say. I ain't want to harp on you or jump on you, man. I just say this is giving guys a chance to be 
speed I'm not saying I, I never said they shouldn't take them. I just said I think they're specialists. That's all. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't think they're every down receivers. But but I didn't say they shouldn't take them. People well, people well, overreact for some reason. I didn't say you shouldn't take Odell them. Beckham's about what five ten five eleven. Yeah, but he's thicker. I mean, you're talking about you know so Santana Moss was short too, but he was thicker. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. They they got into a college program and built their bodies. They didn't come in like that. Santana Moss in. coming out of high school was was thicker than these guys. I agree. He continued to get thicker as he got in the strength program, but. He he was a much, he was more developed physically than these guys. All right, man, we're gonna run. Give us a call next week, okay? Oh, I'll be glad to do it. Thanks for having me on. You got it. All right, guys, that's gonna be it for tonight. I hope you got some good insight into where recruiting is going. Um, obviously, a lot to keep monitoring it. Um, keep monitoring rather. Um, we'll be all over it at canesport.com um, every day as we build towards National Signing Day. Canesport Live next Tuesday night. We'll do another show the night before signing day, and uh, we'll, we should know more about a lot of these kids. Um want to thank our sponsors for tonight, Harry's Razors. As always, you use the code name Canes and um, take advantage of their, their special offer. Um, they, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shave set. They'll send it to you for free. You just pay shipping when you sign up when you use the code name Canes. And then our new sponsor, Blue Apron. Um, you go to blueapron.com. Um, forward slash canes and um and they will uh hook you up there and um you can experience it's a unique concept where they send you the ingredients for your recipes and um and then you you cook it at home with with your family and it's it's really cool and i encourage everybody to try it the the code is actually cane c-a-n-e i i I said canes it's actually c-a-n-e so blueapron.com slash cane use that code they'll send you three free meals and you can try them out all right guys that's going to do it for tonight um we'll see you next tuesday night when we have another edition of cane sport live good night everybody